I'm Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And I'm Phil Wolf of the Nefris Initiative. You're listening to Snakes and Stogies. The only podcast dedicated to fine tobacco. All things reptile related. And the people who love them. As part of the Repetoculture Network. internet connection isn't screwing around this uh this this town this this week well we are live and we can still hear you smitty fyi hello everybody oh what's up experiencing some technical difficulties microphones aren't working exactly correct so we're going to be a little slow to the start of this show and our special surprise guests plural are on their way they're running a little behind as well so for everyone who's in the group chat, we love you. Thank you for coming. Welcome to Snakes and Stokies, episode 130 on 130. the Herbiculture Network. As always, my name is Mr. Phil Wolf, and I'm joined by the ungodly, breathtakingly foot-modeling Smitty. Hello. So what's new, Smitty? Uh, nothing. I got some screaming-ass kids in the front yard chasing each other around like a bunch of hooligans. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not. That'll happen. It's um, the season. Yeah. So this is going to be an awesome episode. Um, we figured we'd go ahead and get sort of just our general intro update stuff out the way. Uh, and then once our guests get here, we'll cut away for a few minutes to get everything settled and rocking and rolling. And then we'll jump right back in. Uh, this is probably going to be one of the longer episodes if I had to guess. I would assume uh, so. I would hope so. So, as you can see, there are two chairs empty right over here. Um, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. But, again, despite how great this is going to be, this show could not be done without the fine people of the Pacific Northwest, the Gendra, the Puget Sound Python. Somewhere over here, that that direction, that direction. Right over there, yeah. As well as the master craftspeople, the artisans of cage design, blackboxcages.com. Boom. You need a rack, you need a cage, hit them up, Facebook, Instagram, blackboxcages.com. You shan't regret it. We are monetized now, but I doubt we're going to see any any actual. Uh, oh, well, it's not a surprise anymore because the name was on the. <laughs> OK, well, all right. You go. Good job. Good job. <laughs> we are literally raking in dollars. Yes. So uh, as you can see, because I ruined it because I didn't take my name down. Uh, we're going to be joined by Mr. P. Call and Tim Morris. So yes, yes, we will. Uh, yes, I know it gives the gives it away. So they're in town uh, for the for an evening, on their way down south into I guess Phil's state. Nice. Um, so they they made a stop here, and they've been driving all day. So that's why they are uh, a few minutes late, but. What are you doing? Hello. Hi, Katie's body. Oh. What? Look at that. 
I forgot we got super chats now. What's a super chat? It's where people can just randomly give you money, I guess. I don't know what? how this thing works. I've never used it before. Andy Middleton says T minus 11 days. That's right. I am officially. Oh, I thought that was like a giant bug on the wall. There's a bug on my screen. I thought that was on the wall. Like, oh, my God. It's the biggest roach I've ever seen. Um, I am going to Daytona. Yay. I shall be there. So that's been. What are you? There's Jesus. There's two of her. Thank you. Yeah. What's up, Blondie? He said, what's up? Use the microphone. The one behind your big old head. There you go. I was just telling Justin that you need to come visit us. She was. I know. I'm, I'm long overdue. Just... Long but overdue. You, you're going to be in the Carolinas, aren't you? I heard you say that on the new Venom Exchange Radio episode. When, I, I will. Uh, I don't remember. It is going to be like the first week in November, I think. So I got to look at the dates and I, I got to confirm with the B&B too. So we need to moderators last week with the weird sex link spam. So what's funny is uh, one of my friends that I do coin stuff with, he has a live show that he does live auctions and, and bin sales on Monday nights. And he gets probably, uh, probably over a hundred live viewers on YouTube for his sales and he got the exact same, like, algorithm. Like the same night? Same night, the same exact, like, heart emojis with the stars and stuff, the same name. And the only reason why I know that is because our, our other friend had both us and him on two different screens while him and his fiance were hanging out because they were just bored on a Monday night. Why not, nice. right? And uh, they were like, oh, my God, they both got spammed the same time. Hey. Oh, what? Wow. What? Mike, what are you doing, a, bro? I think that's a typo. No way. He didn't mean to pay you that's got to be a typo. He paid you Crazy. Yeah, I mean, we kind of wondered it was somebody. Uh, <laughs> somebody somewhere hates us and was like, "I'm gonna." My this thing is being slow, man. Scott said, "I reckon it was picking up on <laughs> Nipper Reed search history." <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, Mike said it's real. Look at that. Mike, you're too much, man. We love you, brother. Yeah, Can't wait to see you. That. 11 days and we get to see you. Too much what in not? a great way. I don't think Cuppins is going. Cuppins on the West Coast. No, I thought he was coming. Kasiki's going. Oh, Kasiki. Cuppins isn't coming? I don't think so, no. Oh, I thought he was. I think he wanted to. He was going to be one of the illustrious four or five West Coasters. Maybe he is. I don't I don't, it's, it's hard to keep track of everybody at this point. So, well, thank you, Mike. JT's here. Middleton's here. He's been here. Lance Kirkman's here. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be here soon. So, another three babies? easy payments of $99.99. You'll get a Contracast <laughs> episode. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh man! So how's baby Smitty? Um, so the head hypo, the lone head hypo baby, looks to be female, which is awesome because that's what I needed. I was worried it would be a male, 
because I have cool. males already and plenty of them. I have no females with any hypo thing going on, so um, it works out. And then uh, the Loma Altas are all due to start their first sheds here soon, and then I'm going to do popping and uh, see what I got ratio-wise there. I'm trying to convince Alan Stevens to send me a Kim or two in exchange for some of those. Nice, nice. Because I have that, that black box cage coming sometime in the next couple weeks uh, for the Aggies to do a video on that and unboxing and all that good stuff to show y'all. Well, I mean, we talked about the shipping that you received when you got yours, and I was like, yeah. we gotta we got to show that off again and Jen says it's gotten even better because they're they're just making their own boxes now like they're they're putting together their own boxes instead of trying nice. to find ones to make things fit they just nice went the other way and made made their own so um Mike Kasiki is not the wish version of Mike Cuppins no, not at all man not at all the Conjurecast is not dead Cox and Mike Kasiki you are getting a big bear hug when I see you 110% and he's getting a corn he's getting a corn from me Oh, nice! I owe I owe him at least one. Uh, we need to we need to. Get, I saw Mike talking in the group chat earlier about uh, getting a little schnockered back in the day. We got to recreate some of them stories. I don't. I don't know, man. He's not. Uh, he's not the young bully once was. <laughs> oh man! Well, I got a surprise that I was not expecting in the least capacity. Um, also, real quick while you're doing that, yes, uh, yes. blood red female, I came home and she had dropped one more slug and oh, she has one yeah. more waiting. So, we're, there. we're once this last one goes out, good riddance. Maybe we'll try again next year. I don't know. I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of a little gun shy with her now. So, uh, Henry said his black box order came on a damn pallet. Nice. Well, <laughs> Henry also has very, very large black box yeah. enclosures. Yeah. <laughs> so when you get the one that's like ten by ten. Yeah, but at the same time big. though, they could have just they could have just shipped it crappy, but no, they took the time to actually palletize right. it. You know? Well, you see, I mean, how many times have you gotten something from any other company, especially if they had like glass or something? Um you know, those come in broken or things get chipped because FedEx and UPS just I guess throw boxes around like they're uh oh yeah like they're playing soccer or something oh, and yeah. uh yeah so i mean at least they're they they're curbing the headache by trying to pack it once and and like measure measure twice pack once kind of thing so yeah the way it should be yeah the way it should be other than that uh ladies island corns will be for sale at billy and casey's table if you're going to Daytona, so pretty much sold out of corns now because they bought them all, which helped nice. me go to Daytona. So, excellent. Um, if you want ladies on corns, they're going to have some, and they're going to have AD owns because I have one that has still not eaten, and then I have two that are holdbacks, two that are going to KP, and yeah. So, nice, good stuff. I will have. Uh, Nefers Initiative T-shirts and, drumroll please, Venom Exchange Radio T-shirts. Yeah. But they are in extremely limited quantities. So if you want one, go to Billy and Casey's table and uh, you'll find them there. 
Mexican pine all the way, Sean. Somebody said Jenna, Jenna, to Jenna, Jenna. Yeah, he said hypo still water bull or Mexican pine, and I think no, Jenna. Jenna, yeah. Way to go! That's I like mine that Chris sent me. It's cool. His name's Jared the Jani. Oh, that's good. That's a little good. monster. It's a cool little snake. Hell yeah! Well, let me show the surprise real quick. It's very anticlimactic, especially. What kind of shirts did you get the the Venom Exchange Radio ones made on? Oh, they're just they're um, like regular Gildens. No, they're not Gildens. Now I can't remember. Um, they might be Gildens. It's a polyester blend. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember now. But uh, but they're the same quality oh, as the. Hold on a second. Ones, so. What's up? Well, looks like our guests may have arrived. So I'm going to show you my egg surprise. I was not expecting that. That's another uh, nephrosynctus egg. So this would be a single breeding second lay but it's interesting because the first clutch was only one egg and now i've got a second clutch of one egg and this girl has consistently thrown double egg clutches for multiple years so it's very interesting to me as to what's going through her little noggin um and uh, at first i thought that was just the bottom of the tub and clearly it's not so i don't know if it's fertile uh, it did not candle well at all, so uh, fingers crossed, and uh, we'll see what pops out in a couple uh, weeks. So nice, yes, sir. Have our guests arrived? Uh, no, but their pizza did. So the pizza <laughs> okay. got here before. They <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> oh man, is that a nephrus egg? Another one? Yeah, yeah, another synctus. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if it's fertile, man. It candled really, really bad, and I just couldn't find the vein. And uh, no no halo or nothing, but it looks good. It felt really good. I got it, like, easily an hour or two within her laying it. So that made me happy. You know, Cheeto so egg many, round two. Yeah, cheetah, that's it, Billy Jenkins. Cheeto egg round two. And I'm really, really bad at getting to them on time because I don't know if they're going to lay at three in the morning or three in the afternoon. And it looks like this one was probably laid at, like, maybe four or five in the morning and I pulled it out at like 7 a.m. So a few hours later, maybe. 30 minutes or less on your, or your podcast guests are free. Nice. <laughs> well, brother, what are you smoking tonight? Uh, I have a T52 lined up. Nice. And then I have a Cro-Magnon. And then for Pete, I think I got a Antonio, Connecticut, because apparently he will smoke. So. All right. Good. Excellent. Excellent. I was in a, an extra oily kind of mood, so I had an LFD. I'm pretty sure you gave me this one LFD. Mm-hmm. Was that a single or double Lajero? I think it is a double. Yep. It oh, is. yeah. Boy, that'll put some hair on your chest. I know. And what's funny is I... You know, you, you you sniff certain cigars, you don't sniff other ones because you've sniffed them a million times. But, dude, when I crack the wrapper, when I crack the cellophane on this, I know this sounds so cliche, but dude, a legit hit of chocolate. And I was like, no way. And, like, I did one of the old the old cliche, you know. And, dude, I'm very excited. So I'm actually going to light this up now. Why not? We're live. Do it. 
Uh, Black Box is not vending Daytona this year. But you can still order one, Danielle, if you go to blackboxcages.com. Danielle is also planning to dip her toes into the snake pool. She was trying to decide between a really? corn snake and a sand boa, and I said corn snake, oh, but dude, on second thought, snake. get a get a rhino. Like, what are you yeah, doing? Man. Go for don't, broke. Don't go crazy just yet. I vote corn snake, 110%. Rhinos are just the green horned corn snakes of the trees. Corn snake first, lamp repelled the second. Hmm. No. Get a carpet, get a chondro. There's going to be a lot to talk about tonight, though. I mean, we've had Tim on previously, so yeah, I feel like we've covered a lot of that, but I don't know, man. There's Get a Barons. No, man, Barons aren't nearly as awesome as, as Rhinos. Keller, I'm with you, man. Team Barons. I don't, I don't get it. What do you mean you don't get it? It's it's. It, what is it about Barons that makes everyone like them so much more than Rhinos? First things first, a little heavier bodied, obviously not as arboreal. The braided pattern, the high color, the blues, the greens, slightly more spicy, just a little more sass to them. I'm in. I'm in. Me and Keller, Team Barons. I don't even own one. And to be honest, I've been procrastinating hanging out with uh, with Kevin because I know he's going to be like, "Hey, man, he's I got to pop one in your hands." Exactly, yeah. exactly. That I'm staying away. <laughs> so, are rhinos hatched silver and modeled? Yes, they hatch out like a silver, and then they morph into like a tannish color, which eventually morphs into like a green. It's kind of an odd OCC, but. Yeah, they look, cool like, uh, they look like those gray phase uh, uh, Ayatula, you know, the vine snakes. Oh, yeah, they do. They, do. they, look like those, yeah, they have that, like, blackish gray pattern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. one carpets wouldn't be bad. His eggs just hatched. Keller's did, so he's got a bunch of Baron's babies. Oh, next thing to hatch, that. yeah. Next, uh, next clutch for me to hatch, and last one of the year, at least uh, that I'm aware of, is the thorn scrubs. Oh, nice! I forgot about them too. They've still got a ways to go. I don't think those will be hatching until next month. I actually, I need to look, Let's see, and do some math and get a rough calculation of when I can expect them to at least start pipping. Yeah, man. Pungent. Very. Very pungent. Just what I wanted for tonight. Sometimes, man, when you, like, I don't know about you, but anytime I eat, like, a big meal or something, I gotta have just a, like, knock you on your ass strong cigar. Yeah. Like, it's gotta happen. I just gotta have something strong. Yeah. And I feel like when I am, I mean, I don't, I typically smoke cigars in the evening. Mm-hmm. And I, I try not to drink coffee in the evening for obvious reasons. But I feel like if I drink coffee in the day, during the day, and I'm going to have a smoke, it's got to be a dark cigar. 
for me at least. They just rolled up. Excellent. Good, good. Yes, yes. <clears throat> well, folks, while Justin goes and meets and greets them and does the whole handshaking and such, you've got me by myself. I hope you enjoy it. Facebook user, yo, yo, yo. I assume that it's Cody Bartolini. I'm hoping it is. But yeah, uh, definitely Team Bear and I. And that's honestly one of the only South American species that I'm really kind of interested in. I had false water cobras for a long time, uh, big ones. And uh, my big breeder female passed away. And after that, I was kind of hit, you know, and I wound up selling off a couple of the things. And now I don't have anything South American, but there is a few things that interest me, Barons being one of them. And uh, <laughs> Billy Jenkins, the sweet sound of Phil. <laughs> oh, it's not Cody, it's Daffy. What's up, brother? Yeah, Daffy, you got to fix that Facebook thing. When it's on Facebook, typically we can't see who it is, so... Yeah, man, I'm glad to see you're, you're following along. And no, Jason Keller, I don't need Urutus. I've had Urutus. And, uh, dude, they just, they're gorgeous animals, man. I'm just not a Bothrops guy. I'm just not. You know, I've had uh, Asper. I've had Aatrox. I've had Venezuelensis. Venezuelensis were kind of cool. They re reminded me a lot of uh, Danakistrodon. You know, very, very cool. And they're sexually dimorphic, which I thought was really cool, too. The, uh, the Venezuelans, at least from what I remember, I could be mistaken. Someone's going to yell at me. But I think I would totally get, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, if somebody presented me with Goldens, I'd probably keep a Golden just to have one. But I just, I don't know. You know, and, and Henry got me on the whole uh, uh, aquatic coral snakes. I mean, those things are incredible. I'm just, I can't do snake eaters. I got, I got, I got not enough time and, and too much of a heart to do it, I guess. So, but yeah, tonight's show is going to be pretty awesome. I'm glad everyone could join. we got a full house tonight. And uh, hopefully Peter and Tim can ignite us with their vast amounts of knowledge and herb history. Both of them have been around the block more than one time. This is definitely not their first rodeo. And uh, I like how they both have different avenues of herpetoculture. You know, they've, they've both kept a wide assortment of both common and eclectic species, and they're both pavers of what we have now. You know, I mean, that's that's what I'm really that's what I'm really hoping to talk about tonight is is some herb history and some morphology and just herb history. I mean, I'm a loss for words. I, I can actually you guys can't see it, but I get to see the other camera and I see them standing around talking and uh, it's cool, man. It's the anticipation. I hope that I'm doing a good enough job building your guys' anticipation for what's about to go down. <laughs> That's funny. You guys are funny in the, in the chat. <laughs> Billy Jenkins says, it's time, Bruce Buffer voice. I'm not even going to attempt that because I know one of you savages is going to pick that recording out and use it against me so that won't happen sorry 
<clears throat> I feel like my voice is a little more raspy tonight. I don't know if it was something I ate. <clears throat> Maybe I've just been chain smoking so much. I don't know. I feel like I got a... You guys ever see that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry gets a pube haired in his throat and he's coughing for like two episodes straight? That's how I feel right now. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, 11 days to Daytona. It, it's going to be monumental, kids. It really is. I'm very, very excited. Um, for those of you who are unaware, myself, Billy Hunt, Casey Cannon, and Billy's fiance, Anita, are going to be sharing a table. Uh, Billy will have his full normal table, and then the three of us will have our little table. Um, Casey's going to have a ton of stuff that he's been working on in secret. I mean, there's going to be some Python stuff. There's going to be some Colubrid stuff. So uh, some of the stuff that isn't necessarily public knowledge that he keeps kind of like his side projects. So definitely come check out the table, Uobami Reptiles and uh, Cannon Fire Reptiles. And then Anita actually has a whole line of Condro inspired shirts with some amazing graphics on them. Um, some cartoony, some realistic, some floral, keeping with the Uobami reptiles theme. It has some Asian stuff and some, some, some lilies and orchids and stuff like that. So you definitely got to come check out her shirts. Her shirts are going to be awesome. And like I said earlier, I'll have some, some Nefer shirts and some Venom Exchange radio shirts as well. Um, we're actually got a great spot at the show. Um, we're in between Tiki's Geckos and Adeline Robinson. So if you're coming to see Tiki stuff or you're coming to see Adeline's art, well, me, Casey, Billy, and Anita are going to be smack dab in the middle. So definitely come say hello. Um, I'm going to have some Venom Exchange radio stickers and some Venomous Etiquette video Cobra stickers that I will be giving away to anyone who wants to come by and say hello. No obligation. Um, I don't have many, so whoever comes and gets them first, come and get them. And... Uh, and yeah, definitely do sticker swap too. So if anybody has stickers that they're bringing, even if you're not vending Daytona, let's do some sticker swapping, you know, plastered on those humidor cases. You know, you know how we do side of the rack system. So <laughs> Mike says he wants to see those shirts. Damn good placement. Thanks, Kasiki. And yeah, what's funny is, is that, Billy Jenkins says it's a great spot. It, it is. We didn't even we didn't ask about it. We didn't plan it. Uh, there was one group of vendors. I mean, Billy's in charge of all the table stuff. We, we trust him with that. And uh, there's a, a group of vendors that pulled together and they contacted the show promoter and were like, hey, we want to take up a whole aisle. Can we do this? So, the, you know, promoter called Billy and was like, hey, man, I bumped you. You know, do you want over here or do you want over here? And Billy says, well, you know, as long as we're not in left field, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to be towards the center. So they stuck us next to our friends, which is great. So I don't even know if Manny and Tiki know that uh, we're there, but uh, my full intention is to get actual spitballs in a straw and just shoot them at Manny and Tiki the entire show. See how long before they throw a blue tongue skink at me. That's, that's a literal goal of mine. So yeah, this uh, this year's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna the vendor list is incredible, a lot of cool animals. You know, we all joked about how last year was the year of the colubrid because all of us had them, all of us aspired to do some projects, and I feel like now some of those projects came to full fruition. Some of those are still incubating, for lack of a better synonym, and uh, 
I know we all have some colubrids on the radar. We have some pythons on the radar. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to be a good boy and, and, and not look for anything. But, you know, you can't go to Daytona and, and not come home with something. I mean, you just you can't. It's like a rule, you know. So even if it is a Chondro T-shirt <laughs> or a sticker or something. So and I always say that Daytona is you, you go there because you want to see the show and you want to see the animals. But it's really about hanging out with chosen family. You know, the people there, the stories, the experiences, the laughs, the riots, metaphorical riots, of course. Um, that's why we go. We go to hang out with chosen family. The animals are strictly a bonus, you know, and obviously some people, it's their business, it's their livelihood. Rock and roll, we're there to support you guys too. So that's what we do. And yes, Danielle, we will definitely help you pick out the perfect snake. It's what we do. It's all, it's all we know, some of us. <laughs> so. And yeah, Dylan says he's a sucker for artwork. It, I, I get messed up because there's so much amazing artwork. And then they have, they usually have that like gallery in the corner that has um, all prints and originals for sale that the artist isn't necessarily there. So you can like reach out to them and talk to them and contact them. And then for those who are unaware, maybe this is your first Daytona. <clears throat> Uh, I believe it's Saturday night. Don't quote me on that. But Saturday night, they usually have some kind of, or Friday night, they have some turtle talks, some kind of symposium stuff where, you know, the, uh, I think it's the Wood Turtle Society or Wood Turtle Club or something. They, they do some turtle talks about some scientific turtle stuff, which is awesome. And then Saturday night, uh, they'll have the U.S. Arc auctions where they'll have a live auction where all the proceeds go to helping U.S. Arc. And they also have a silent auction. And the silent auction is the way to go. For those of you who are unaware what a silent auction is, countless individuals donate items. Uh, it could be uh, husbandry equipment. It could be books. It could be artwork. It, it could be live animals. So there is a lot of live animals there. They donate them, and there's a piece of paper, and all you do is write your name and how much money you want to bid. And eventually, at the very end, they call it, and whoever the last name on the paper is wins that item, and you pay for it and get it. So I actually like the silent auctions. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, especially when you're going head to head against your friends. Hello. Hey, you're back. So I was just giving everyone a, a, a quick, a quick synopsis of what to expect at Daytona. Hold on a second. I can sort of hear you, but I can't. Okay, there we go. So right. Tim's a, Tim's finishing the slice of pizza, and then he's about to hop on, and then I got to. Pete wants to see some snakes real quick. Okay, no problem. Oh. Me and Tim will hold down the fort. All right, sounds good. So, oh, Casey Cannon's in the group chat now. And yeah, Scott says the silent auctions are okay, not so good on a podcast. Yes, <laughs> they, they they are very difficult on podcasts to say the least. Um, but yeah, but it, when when you come to Daytona, even if you don't bid on anything, just showing up and be a part of it, it is is still a, a great experience. It's a lot of fun. Uh, they have a bar there, so if you're so inclined, you know, uh, I know most of us will be imbibing that evening. Um, and then, of course, the unofficial Snakes and Stogies gazebo. So uh, if you happen to go in the back of the resort and you see a bunch of degenerates smoking cigars and laughing and talking about snakes around the gazebo, that's going to be us. So. <laughs> Casey Gannon says, this is like the third time today I've talked to Phil. I actually think this is the third time. So that's good. That's good. We love you. So, 
If any of you in the group chat have any questions for Pete or Tim, uh, feel free to ask them. We're going to try and get to them and kind of throw them up. We wanted to keep this a surprise. Obviously, we kind of ruined the surprise by putting their names on the board, but it's still going to be good regardless. So, <laughs> Tyler says, showing off your reptiles to Pete call, no big deal. <laughs> That's cool, man, right? Love it. And yeah, Scott, you got to come to Daytona one year, man. It's only three days. It's only two and a half days, you know. You know, you fly in, force yourself to stay awake for 18 hours, sleep in a little bit, have some drinks, see some snakes, see some lizards, see some turtles, see some amphibs, go to bed, fly home. That's the way to do it. And yeah, Scott, we'll definitely ask him that. Definitely. And yeah, yeah Andy, we'll, we'll, we'll touch base on that too. You guys are going to have to remind me because I know Smitty's not reading this right now. He's off camera doing production things. You're stuck with me. I'm Batman. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, nice. I get the nice headphones. There we go. Hey, there man. What's go. happening, bud? What's up, Timmy? Oh, man. Just um, taking a walk on the wild side. Literally. This is good, Did man. You? I feel like the last time that you and I spoke uh, was at Daytona, and you and I were busy talking about our, our, our extracurricular hobbies, and we didn't talk about snakes at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hang on. So, I'm trying to figure out how to get this thing rigged up. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. It'll catch. Keeps dropping. You can hear me so, yeah. okay, right? Yeah, you sound great, man. You sound okay. great. So, but yeah, so, man. yeah, man. How are you doing? How, I'm good. I'm good. We're eagerly anticipating this. You know, uh, Smitty told me a, a couple days ago, he's like, Tim's coming on. Tim's going to come on the show. Tim's going to be in town. And obviously, Smitty can't hear this, so he doesn't know that I'm making fun of him. But he's like, dude, he's going he's gonna to come over to my house. And I was like... That's that's pretty awesome. He's gonna be on camera. He's gonna be over your house. He's like, what, what am I gonna do? I, I gotta, I, I I gotta make sure everything's clean. I was like, yeah, it's good, it's good. <laughs> so, it's funny because he plays it so cool, you know. Oh, of course, of course. he's a master. He's a master. Yeah, and then yeah. when he listens to this in post production, he's gonna be like, what the fuck, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so, I texted I texted him a couple of days ago because I've I've been you know friends with Pete for a long long time and. Uh, we just happened to talk about something completely unrelated. I had um, recently uh, transferred schools from a very challenging school I was at for 26 years over to a much better school. In any right. case, I had to clean out my classroom that I was in for 26 years, like cleaning yeah. out a house. That's tough. So, uh, yeah, but I came across some really cool old reptile artifacts, one of which was this old... I mean, this is 30 years old poster of an albino male that Pete used as one of his main sort of advertising um, artifacts. It nice. had like Mar Maryland reptile breeders, long green Maryland. <clears throat> so I, I called him. I said, dude, you never believe what I found in my classroom because I forgot I had it. So then we got to talking and I'm like, and we, you know, I was telling him about the transfer and everything. I said, yeah, unfortunately, one of the casualties of transferring schools this year is I'm not going to be able to make 
uh, Daytona um, because we start back actually next Thursday. Oh, okay. So so last year when I came down, I actually missed four pre-service days to make the show. But because I've been at school for so long, the principal was fine with it. Yeah, but moving yeah. to a new school, you know, just the optics wouldn't look good. Sure, anyway, of course. so I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go down and do my own little trip. So I decided I was going to come down and, and originally it was just going to be me. And I was going to visit a buddy. I'm still going to do this on the uh, West Coast. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, and then travel over and see Carl Barden um, Thursday, then over to see Tony Nikolai and a couple other people at Jacksonville on um, nice. Yeah, Friday through the weekend, right? So, anyway, and talking to Pete, you know, I was telling him, I'm like, well, dude, I'm going down to Florida. He goes, really? He goes, man, I'd like to go. I'm like, well, I'm driving down by myself, so come on. Nice. So, literally, literally within 24 hours, he's working on how to get himself down here, right? So, <laughs> So then, you know, Pete has a Pete's a great guy, but he has a tendency sometimes to be a little flaky. Sometimes he'll say he'll do something and you know not go through with it. Okay. So as time was drawing near, I was thinking more and more this is a likely possibility. So then I reached out to Justin. Well, before all that, I reached out to Justin because I was going to drive down to the west coast and i knew there was like 16 hours to get to my buddy's place down in uh where's the benita springs right oh okay yeah so i was thinking to myself i was going to drive that whole way by you know on one day yeah, so i was hard. trying to yeah i was trying to figure out what's what's a good split point so i remember justin telling me he was in south carolina so i reached out to him and said hey buddy where where are you at exactly so he told me and i told him i said well i'm coming down monday i'll come in and you know hang out and do the show with you and then, um, and then, uh, you know, literally like four or five days later, when Pete told me he was going to go or come down, I told him, well, now we got, I said, I have a guest coming with me, somebody that's going to be probably more interesting to interview than I am. He goes, he was like, he's like, no way. And I'm like, you'd have no idea. I said, this guy, this one of the true OG guys, right? I mean, he, he produced the first albino boas ever, produced the first piebalds um was at the bottom of the ibd research going on at the time back in the 90s um so hopefully he'll get in and talk about all that stuff later oh yeah man hell yeah what's funny is you, you took 95 straight down yes yeah so i i used to go I, my whole family's from outside of philly and and i mean i spent every saturday in south philly my entire childhood growing up and I used to drive up from South Florida once a year, like right before Christmas, just to, you know, hang out with family for a week, you know, before Christmas. And I would, I, my late mentor, he lived in uh, North Carolina. So I did the same thing you did. I would drive up, spend a night with them, talk snakes, have fun, play with some stuff, and then make the rest of the trip back. Yeah. So uh, it's awesome. Man. It's, it's a good strategy, especially since you got to cross across Florida to go to Benita. That, that, that across the state, that's a hike, man. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it. I haven't been on the west coast of Florida for quite some time, so um, and maybe stop off and see Cody. I'm not sure how that's going to work out yet. Nice. I actually I got to call Carl because he had hit me up about getting some baby uh, Bothrops Atrox or yeah Bothrops Atrox, and he's like, "Hey man, would you mind bringing them before Daytona? Kind of like what we did when we met you oh, guys yeah. last, yep. last year. Last year. And I said, "Yeah, sure." So I got to find out if I'm doing that or not. I completely forgot. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm a little sad to miss the show this year. I understand it's going to be the largest one they've ever done, um, which is cool to hear because that just means that, you know, the whole industry and hobby and everything is just continuing to grow. So that's good. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, you're down in South Florida, no? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Boca Raton. Okay. So you and Pete will have a little bit to share. From what I understand, you used to work for Strictly, I guess, for the Van Ostrands. Oh, really? That's cool. So did I. No, no, I said that's what I'm saying. You did. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. Absolutely. Oh, no. Well, yeah, Pete knows, you know, the Van Ostrands, Tommy Crutchfield, and he's got a great story we'll have to make sure he brings up. Um, it was with a guy, I think it was one of Crutchfield guys, this guy named Adam. Okay. Um, something to do with a um, an albino uh, crocodile they sent over to uh, Thailand, I think it was. Interesting. Yeah, definitely yeah. Have to bring that up. Oh, it was That's interesting awesome. because um, the guy was supposed to send Pete in exchange for this, uh, I guess one of the first albino retics. Okay. But then the guy apparently didn't like something about the, um, the alligator. So, um, but this guy was like a middleman. Okay. For um, some people who apparently had ties to, I guess the the mafia over there. Okay. And so Pete, you know, he'll tell the story, but he threatened to uh, to get in touch with his bosses to let them know that he was marking up stuff that he was selling to them. Interesting. Yeah, right. it was great. I mean, it's the stuff that's just yeah, out of the like some of the old stuff you'd read in Stolen World, you know, just crazy oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm actually, I've been starting to write down. So, you know, in life you, you come across people and you have a story with them or about them and then you forget about them and then you happen to stumble across them, whether it be in person or like through mutual friends or even just on Facebook, I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember that guy. Mm -hmm. Well, I started writing down stories from the strictly days. And, oh, nice. <laughs> and I mean, I got into it real late. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm, I say this gingerly, but I'm only 36. So there was a lot of stuff that happened before me, Oh yeah, you know, and uh, I started writing down these stories and I can't wait for another 25 or 30 years or so when I can just publish it all. Right. <laughs> so it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. They were, they were the outlaw days for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so now your, your school that you're going to now, are you at liberty to say where it is and what you're doing? Yeah, it's the same. Uh, it's in the same county. Uh, it's another middle school, okay. um, but it's definitely one of the top. Well, it's one of the top middle schools in our county, and probably one of the top in the country. Really, it's nice. Uh, it's going to be quite a bit different, and um, so I'm looking forward to it. I mean, 26 years at a challenging school. It, it you know, I love the kids I teach, but there's just so many needs, and as you get older, it just it's 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 harder harder to deal with it day in and day out yeah man of course of course you know my uh, my mom just got tenure for uh her she works private school she's a high school teacher english and uh she just got tenure i guess it was maybe two or three years ago and i could see the weight that was lifted off her shoulders so i can only imagine the the the, the level in which you've attained and then you still have to say ah it's time to move on you know what i mean right well, teaching at this school is a—it's—it's it's a public school, same county, okay. mm -hmm. but it's—it's it, it's as close to teaching a private school in a public school setting as you'll get. Nice, nice. So, it'll That's be a good cool. way to retire. 
Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. So, hey, man, for, for those of you who don't know who you are, do you want to give like a little summary synopsis of uh, how uh, you got into all this? All the snake stuff? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know I it's, mean, it's I, hard to say, like, where, where do you start, you know? But yeah, well, I mean, for me, I mean, it, it, it went back to when I was a, a little kid, really. I mean, I, we moved to uh, a new town called Columbia, and they had a lot of one of their big attractions. They had a lot of open space areas, you know, like woods and creeks and all this. So we yeah. would we would just go combing through those places looking for. I mean, snakes were the main target, but as you know, I mean, you can go several days and not see a single one. So we learned to, you know, to kind of appreciate and look for other things as well. But um, that's that's kind of where it really started. And then, you know, it's just off and on. And then, I mean, in earnest, I guess, would probably be around 1990, 1991. Um, you know, or I met, um, you know, this clown come in. <laughs> So, and for those of you out there that have young children in the audience, this might be the time to put them in the bed. Because, uh, what's about to go down now? I, I, I just brought, I brought the Tasmanian devil down here. I don't have, I have no control. So nice. And sorry, we already put the little letter E next to it. So we're good. <laughs> there you go. Right. We're good. Now Pete's awesome. So, um, so just to give you a little intro to him. Yeah, do a little intro to him. So how we met. So I started getting a couple little things together through this pet shop that had a pretty nice collection of reptiles for pets. Killed it already. And um, oh, yeah. one of the things in a conversation with an employee there that I was talking about I was interested in was a Brazilian rainbow boa. And uh, he told me, well, <laughs> there you go. So he, he told me, well, I can get you one. And so... You know, we we bought one basically, but they didn't have it. Come on. So several weeks went by, and um, get get back. Yeah, you several, need to choke. You need to choke up on it and get it. Yeah, yeah. Several uh, several weeks went by, and the snake never showed up. So the guy, no, you're good. So the guy called the breeder, as he called him on the phone, and because uh, I told him, I said, "Look, I'll go get it," because he told me the guy was in Maryland. So he called this guy, unbeknownst to me, was, you know, Pete called, which who I didn't know either at the time. So I went up there and he was really cool. He took me into the house. We walked downstairs in his basement and there was just hundreds of snakes. I mean, I'd never seen anything like it in my life. We're talking 1991. All right. Now he's in the way. So oh, dude, those of you who can't see this. Pete has just sat on Tim's lap and blocked him from camera. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he used to be a little bit lighter. <laughs> so so anyways, I went down. So I went down. We can trade. Like if you want this one, you can have this one. The candy store. And so immediately I ran, you know, not like right that second, but later that day went to a pay phone because this is before, you know, cell phones. And, um, called my nephew sean stewart and i told him look man you got to get up here and see this guy's collection this is like this is unbelievable so over the next couple of weeks because i was going to school nearby where he was you know where he lived and um and we i was telling him that we were coming up on the summer 
And I was like, dude, I'll work here. I'll work here for free, man. I'll do anything. I'll clean shit. I'll clean. I'll do whatever. I'll clean glass. But man, he was so naive back then. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, I mean, oh yeah. Well, so he was so gracious, man. So we took Sean and I in and, um, you know, one funny story was he had this bank of near the shake cages um, with this group of um, well, the rainbow boas. He had a whole bunch of rainbows in there and a whole bunch of um, blood pythons. And I remember he took my nephew and my nephew, we came down, we come down on weekends or whatever. He's like, Sean, why don't you go over there and clean those guys out? And Sean's like, yeah, they're pretty cool, man. I was looking at them earlier. And Sean's like, are they friend? Are they- Sean's asking Pete. He goes, are they friendly? And, and Pete's like, Pete's like, yeah, they're fine, man. They're good. Just go in there and clean them out, you know? Yeah, so yeah, Sean, yeah. So Sean cleaned this entire bank of blood pythons, right? And he came away unscathed, not even one struck in him. Wow. And Pete's like, Pete's like looking at him like, are you done? Are you sure? He goes, yeah, I cleaned every one. He goes, you didn't get bit? He's like, no. He goes, motherfucker. He goes, all right, well, here, clean that one. So then he sent him over. He had this big Rubbermaid horse trowel with this 12-foot freaking Suriname red tail bow in it. Remember, man, that thing had a head on it that was like this big. I mean, and she was beautiful, but, man, she was a beast. She never bit me. No, she never bit the sheep. She was big and she was strong. Huge. Huh? I got it from Tom Crutch. Yeah. Was I was like, <laughs> so say so you can move a little closer to it. I'll send it to me, but I missed the, the really big one that went to San Diego Zoo. Oh yeah. But he goes, I got another one, man. It's pretty big and it's wild caught. I said, Sandy, that thing. Yeah, remember you had it in that big Rubbermaid tub, man. Yeah, she, she never bit me. Yeah. Scared me because her head was like. Oh, their head you know, was massive. Big, you know. They're strong animals. So we had some good times there. You know, I I was fortunate enough to witness the uh, first albino boas being I born. Got a picture. A man. Happy Schwarzman, you. No, me, you do not. Craig Brenning. So why did Craig you, I know Craig was there? Pete. So where's born. why didn't you show me this picture? I don't know. You uh, have that. Move closer to the mic. <laughs> move move hey, closer to the mic. Tongue the mic, would you? I mean, you can move the whole chair closer. Make life easier. Get in there, huh? Don't be afraid. Right. Actually, I don't think that mic's working, man. For real? Cause, yeah, because oh. he was just he was just on it. And it it's not running. Hello? Check, check. No, One, two, three. There he is. Yeah, we check, can't check. hear each other One, for some two, reason three. because of the way this uh, whole interface thing works. So, so Phil, this, good? So this... this you know, nice guy, whatever, Tim, <laughs> has got me, like, I'm in the fucking, look, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Savannah, basically, you know. <laughs> he goes, he goes, hey, man, I'm going down there with or without you. And I talked to my old lady. I said, hey, you know, and she was a little upset. I said, do you mind if I roll down to Florida, man? And she's like, what are you talking about? I said, Timmy has invited me to go on this road trip with him. And she was not happy. But I, I assured her, I said, listen, you know, this could be nice. And and she loves Timmy. So that's cool. I'm about the only responsible friend Pete has. 
<laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty much. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and my old lady likes him, so, you know, he's a school teacher. I mean, come on. How much yeah. trouble can I get in with a school teacher? <laughs> it is Florida, brother. <laughs> I know. It could be bad. It could it could go south. So yeah, Phil, you guys got to you guys got to pass Ebor City to get to to, to Bonita Springs. <laughs> yeah. So Phil worked for Strictly, so you got to tell him the good old story. Yeah. What? I don't know any of them. I was say I know there's there's no shortage of them. The, you used to tell me well, about the ones where you went down there and, and one of the guys pulled a gun on you. Yeah. Ray, I guess, had guns we in his facility. Ray yeah. That'll let's happen. just go. Let's go to the hotel <laughs> shit. Let's go to the hotel shit. That was the most fun. There you go. All right. All right. I fly into San Diego with uh, Craig Brenning, me, and Mark Spatero. Right. And, uh, you know, we're fucked up, man. Like, we had been boozing on the train, the plane, whatever the Fuck, we were, it was bad. We get to the hotel and I was like, I'm just going to murder this room, man. I smashed all the lamps. I broke everything off the walls and shit. And they're like, you asshole, man. What the fuck are we going to do now? I said, shut the fuck up and follow me. <laughs> so we go down the elevator, right? And I go into the, to the lobby, right? There's tons of people checking and shit. I said, got the fuck. I said, that fucking room is trash. Was this like for the San Diego... Super show or something? Yeah. Okay. I went there, did Palmetto and, and yeah, yeah. whatever. I, a couple shows there, whatever. For like, I was there for like two weeks. But anyway, I was like, you know, my room's fucking trash. They said, oh, excuse me, sir. We'll give you the suite. I said, I said what did you say? So I'll give you the suite. I said, oh, okay. Right? So we go back up the elevator. Those two fuckers are with me. And they're like, damn, how did you pull that off? I said, look at where we are now. Now we're in the suite. It's like huge. A suite on the top fucking floor. And we're out on the deck singing San Diego. And they were like, dude, how did you do that? I said, I don't know. I don't even know how I did it. What? That's, just That's fantastic. All right. Here's another, here's another good one. So I'm in, uh, I'm at Brian Potter's show. Uh, in Chicago, and we've been out drinking, you know, having a couple drinks and shit. Come back, I pull the little lever, right? Sets the fire alarm off, and this is this is, you know, not good, man. Like, like next thing you know, everybody's outside in towels and shit, half naked shit, and then Potter gets this picture of some dude. That was there, and he and he throws him out of the show. He says he did it, and I'm like, oh god. So I had to go to Potter. I said, listen, man, we got to talk. <laughs> we got to have a little conversation here. And I tell him, I said, dude, it was me. And I said, you can't throw that dude out of the show. I felt so bad, right? It's God, he tossed him from the show. I said it was me. And Potter goes, it was. I'm like, yeah. And he was like, god damn it, man. So he goes and calls the dude. The guy comes back to the show. And the guys, him and I have a conversation. The guy's like, oh, fucker, man. Like, I said, I saved you. You're back in the show. Everything's okay, right? God, man. Wayne Hill, you know, going down to Expo in Florida, man. Wayne and I were great friends. I still 
I, I was down there last year, man. I, I went through his, uh, his suite at midnight uh, when I got down there. Great guy. But I used to trash the rooms there and stuff <laughs> like a rock store, like a stupid. But Wayne loved me. I don't know why. Like, we got along really well. I don't understand. You know, he's like, you know, he'd meet me. We'd go to the pig place there by the convention uh, oh, yeah. center. Oh, yeah. Right. And, yeah, dude. We'd go there. And, and, and Wayne was always like, he calls dudes, man, on Thursday. Because I said, I got a lot of stuff, man. So he'd let me in there. The, like, one other dude's in there. He'd let me in there. I'd set my stuff up, go back to the room whatever or go out with wayne for a little while but he was always so nice to me i fucking love wayne hill i mean if some people don't like him i guess you know whatever he was just one of the nicest people i've ever met in my entire life and 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 such a reptile enthusiast just like eugene Bissett. yep mm -hmm. all the floridians tom crutchfield uh michael cole uh I was talking to Michael the Cole bells. just like two nights. Yeah, the Bells, man. Mark and Kim Bell. Forget about it. Mm -hmm. Forget about it. Tell, yeah, these man. Guys, tell these guys about the uh, the origin of the Albino <laughs> Project. Oh, oh, Come on, man. You guys went out on a limb. All right, you and Smiley. Out. I know Smiley did all the work because you're too damn dumb. But sure. All right, I'm producing Hermes <laughs> Pythons back in the day. And I'm selling 100 lots to this guy, John Ruiz, in California. And one day we're talking, I sent him a couple hundred, you know, berms, just normal Burmese pythons. And, and he says, hey, man, he goes, I, I got the only albino boas in the world. Me, that was John Ruiz and Ernie Wagner and Steve Osborne. And I said, you do not. He goes, I do. I have 3.1. I said, show me a mail. Don't you show me a mail? Because let me talk to them guys. I'll call you back. He calls me back like, you know, a couple hours later and he goes, 25 grand. I said, done. Done. I said, but I want to choose from all three males, right? So I get there. He's only got two males. One's got a swollen hemipene. And one of them I'm hit with a flashlight in his eyes. And they're not even dilated or any. I said, that, that's blind. And that's got a swollen dick. Where's the other one? <laughs> He goes, I got to go all the way up to Ernie's up north and get it. I said, well, I said, Mike, grab that satchel. Mike McAdam, a buddy of mine, lent me the money. And he had a satchel. Well, the I said, take the satchel in the car. We're out of here. And then John comes running out, man. He goes, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. I said, good. We're going to go to, you know, we went out to. You know, Sunset Boulevard, man. Got a hotel room, smashed beer bottles over her head. <laughs> like carried on like wild hooligans and then went back the next day. And and he had the other one. And I said, I'll take that one. And it wasn't the prettiest one. And I had that scar. Remember yeah. I called it scar back? But yeah, man. We And then we got it. I shifted back to Tracy Barker, lived in, in Maryland at the yeah. time. And she goes, you know, you're, you're, you're nuts. Like, you ship it to me. You don't even call me to find out if the thing got home safe. <laughs> I said, no, I was in, I was on fucking Sunset Boulevard, man. I was getting tattoos and shit. And, you know, the guy that did Ozzy's chest thing, man, we were hanging out with him. And she was like, you idiot, man. I was like, well, is he, how's he doing? She said, he's fine. I said, good, I'll be home shortly. And Love then it. Right up.
Yeah. And they bred it. I was Love out it. of control. Look, I'm still out of control. I'm 58 now. But back then, man, I was really out of control. Ask him. Tell yeah. him what I used to do to you. Yeah, we'll get into that later if we have hmm. time. Whatever. We will. All right. So well, let's move on. Get to in the, the car. So the pies. Get in the car. Yeah. We'll get to that. No, we're, we're going to get to it right now. No, hang on. Let, before we get to the pies. So things are going well. You are breeding the albinos. Right. Starting to put them together with some double genetic striped albinos. Yeah, right. Striped now, ones. when did yeah. IBD start to come into the picture? Because I tell Dude, people. I, I, what, like my I, albino males were 18 months old. I put them in a tub together, right? And, and, and literally two weeks before I was in Ohio with Mark Bell and Kim Bell and stuff, we did the Ohio show. And Marco Sutter says, virus out. I said, what virus, man? He says, we do that. Rotate their head, you know, inclusion body disease. I said, what the fuck is that? Well, I went home. A week later, I have these males in a tub. And one of them started doing that, rotate the head. I said, uh-oh. <laughs> but I tell people all the time, one of the things I... I among many things I've always been impressed with you was how you dealt with that at a time when these snakes were extremely valuable. You know what I mean? I mean, you sacrificed a lot of animals. You create, you sort of, I don't know if you met Elliot Jacobson through oh, this, but you sent him, I know a ton of animals, tissues, and I remember you were like, dude, I'm not selling another fucking animal till I get to the bottom mm -hmm. of this. Which, you know, in the today's world with nidovirus mm -hmm. and everything else, you get people who were pat knowingly passing along animals that were either exposed or had it. So I was going to, I think it was Florida, to the expo. Yeah. Right. And so I was honest about everything, but, but uh, like, you know, People were calling up Wayne and saying, we don't want him here. We don't want him here. Get out. Uh, <laughs> and and They were saying that about you. Eugene Bissett, man, said, yeah. I want to be right next to him. And I was like, he supported me. So, I, I mean, what a cool dude, man. <laughs> yeah, Eugene's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But, dude, but seriously, I mean, you were, you were above board with that from the get-go. I mean, you could have tried to brush it under the rug, but you didn't. I mean, you sacrificed a lot of animals. No, I'm good. <laughs> Shut up. Don't make me come over there. That's awesome. So that's so you sent a lot of stuff to Ivy. I mean, to Jacobson, right? Jacobson's awesome, man. Yeah. I got one of his Texans. Yes. Um, we had. Uh, so we formed a research foundation for IBD, right? That's so. Right. I went down to Florida with, uh, it was at Eugene's house and Mark Bell was there and me and Gino was with me and all, and Elliot was there. Right. And we formed the reptile research foundation. Yep. Like to try to figure this out. Like, what is this man? And, and how do you deal with it? Scott Stahl was a, a member of that yep. whole organization mm -hmm. going, you know, for, but yeah, so. It was uh, it was a really hard time, man. Like that was crazy. Oh, it was really hard. That was my first experience 
with sort of a, you know, sort of what do they call that? Like retrovirus. Well, retrovirus, but also they call it like a collection pathogen, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, you were pretty bummed, man. I mean, you. Oh, I was devastated. There are a lot of, I mean, well, it's even scarier when you don't have answers Look, like I, that. You, know, I, you don't know uh, what's going on. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Of I, so, I, I, so I listened to Elliot, right? He said, go with most likely infected, right, mm -hmm. to least infected. So I boarded off my garage. I put carpet in there. And I moved, uh, like, the least infected ones in my garage. I had a bedroom in the back, three-bedroom house, right? I put a bunch of semi maybe infected ones there mm -hmm. and then i had the ones that were most likely infected in the basement and i was like i can't believe this is happening mm -hmm. but it worked out man and i never sold anything that was bad i never i don't know it, it just it went okay but it was like really like the like i was like no way man like i'm on this you know planet right now and and, and the albino bowels i mean it was excellent and then I was like, oh, my God, this virus came in. And I was, like, scared to death. So did, it, they ever, did they retract where it actually started? Like, was it initially a BOA thing or no? Yes, it is a BOA thing. It's more with BOAs. Okay, so I had – here's the deal, though. Mites are a vector. Mm -hmm. so, so I had retakes in my basement, and I got mites. And the mites went from the boas to the retics, and the retics died. Like, I mean, they died, like, quick. And I was like, damn. So it, it is, it, it, yeah, it's definitely a, a more prolific in boa constrictors than it is in uh, pythons. And, and, and I had ball pythons, right? The mites got on them. My ball pythons never got sick. Never. I mean, I never had... I never had any ball python with the IBD. I just bows. So, yeah, it was kind of scary. But you learn. Yeah, it's interesting that it, it, interesting it, would, it would mess up the retics, but not touch the balls. Like, that's, yeah, you, know, you it, think bow to python is one thing, but. Right. Never had a ball python with IBD, ever. And they were all in the same room, man. You know, yeah. never, never affected them. When it killed the retics, like killed them, I was like, damn, I had six nice retics and they were dead. And I was like, wow, this is not good. <laughs> now, do you hear of anybody? Look, it seems to have died off for the most part. Is there anybody that you know of that is still dealing with this or is it still around? I don't think it's that much around, man. Like, so Scott Stahl and I had a conversation after Elliot. And, and and being down at the University of Gainesville and everything, I talked with Scott, and Scott said, listen, survival of the fittest. They'll get immunity, right? So he goes, if anything is not right, if the animal's not doing right or whatever, euthanize it and just raise the new blood, right? So I followed Scott, and he was right. So it never was like a big deal. Like, it came around every now and then. I'd have an animal that might flip its head around instantly in the freezer. So, I don't know. Kind of walked out of it, I guess, yeah. you know, over time. I also think that there was a time maybe a decade or so ago where, you know how, especially with the Internet becoming, bl blossoming more and more, 
there was a lot of people doing a lot of Googling and like IBD would come up and all of a sudden it's like, oh no, my snake has a, a twitch in its neck. It must be IBD and it's not. Or, or if they're staring up, like I'd have a bow with it. Was Stargazing. Go, yeah. go up and, and look up at the, at the stars, man. But that's not stargazing. Like when you pick an animal up and it flips around. Like it like can't write it's itself. Completely yeah. out of control. That's yeah. IBD. Mm-hmm. But, but the staring thing, I still have bows. I Maybe mean, they just like looking up, man. Yeah. yeah. And dude, they, they stare up. But they're yeah. like, if you pick them up and they can't, they have no motor function. That's how I would be. Yeah. I remember we used to ask, like, when we worked in the pet shops, people would say, I think I think my snake is IBD. Like, well, is it acting like Stevie Wonder? And they would be like, <laughs> yeah, it is. I'd be like, all right, well, you might want to bring it to a vet. Yeah. Now, did you, with that can't do, I mean, Ball pythons and stuff, though. Were you seeing signs of anything like Nido or Serpento virus related with ball pythons before it was known to be like with Nido and stuff in ball pythons? Did you see that before we knew that it was like Nido? Nido virus was uh, originally documented in ball python stuff. I, I never saw yeah. uh, any of that with ball pythons. So mm-hmm. This was more like a, the, the clinical <clears throat> signs are more like a um, respiratory. That just keeps coming back and doesn't respond. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I forgot this, but I remember the the there was like this little rivalry that developed between you and Brian Sharp. Where Dude, did, no, no, no rivalry. No, 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 no. I'm not saying him and I were best fucking buddies, man. Don't, don't listen to him. Listen. No, no, don't make it an issue. What I'm asking, the point of my question is, tell us about the origins of the so-called shark strain. Was right. it the tyranny? Was it what are they called? No. T negative. No. All right, tell them about the shark strain. All right. Now, so did I say what? Shut I'm up. I'm talking to Mike Eller, man. Did I say uh, I was done? And and Mike Eller had that. Female, right? Who's Mike Ellard? Trying to invest. Mike Ellard from down in Florida, man. Astro, Astro, Florida. Great dude. And he imported from South America all the time. Well, he had this female Bonaboa, and I said, uh, you know, I'd like to get that because I'll sell it to you. But I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable, so I sort of contacted people in South America. I found the dude, and I called him up, and I said, look, I'll buy that, right? Well, he calls Ellard up. He said, your buddy's trying to buy it out from under you. Ellard calls me up and he goes, listen, you cocksucker. <laughs> he goes, I'm, I'm selling it to Brian Short. I said, you motherfucker. He said, yeah, I'm selling it to Brian, fuck you. And I said, I said, I guess I get that, man. You know, I, I should have called your boys down there. <laughs> so he sold it to Brian. Do you know what well, he said? Brian brings it to a, a male pet that he got from me. That's right. To the female, right? And Nothing. and he calls me up. Brian calls me up before morning, man. It's like eight o'clock. He goes, he goes, motherfucker, I bred that fucking male of yours to this female. It's not a head. And he goes, <laughs> they're all normal looking. I said, oh shit. I'm like, dude, that's a different allele. I said, we're. I said, they're not compatible. And Brian was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry." You know what he paid for that female? Twenty-five. Was it twenty-five? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, man, that, that was the magic number back then. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Well, it was because even the pies were. I right? remember calling Tracy Barker. Like, I, I, I found the pie balls to be genetic. And I called Tracy up and I said, What do you think I should charge for these? And she said, I think 15 for a female and 25 for a male. I said, That sounds great. That's good. Okay. <laughs> so tell them about the origin of the pies. Because I remember you were buying them all up before they. Well, I mean, you were the first to figure out it was a simple genetic recessive trait. All right. So Tracy Barker had these two female pies uh, from Noah in Africa, but they were on breeding loan with her. And hang on, Noah, and was Noah like, called me up and he said, dude, I got to build this fence. I got to do this and that for the African government, you know. But no, uh, I mean, was the I big money. exporter at the time of yes. all the balls, right? Okay. And and so, so he said, look, uh, you know, you want the two females that are Tracy's. I said, well, I said, I do. But I said, you got to give her first right of refusal, man. I said, I can't do that to Tracy. She's a friend of mine. So, so he calls her up and she's already got them, right, in Texas. And she's like, uh, no, we're not sending you any money. If you want to sell them, sell them. So he calls me back and he goes, do you want them? I said, where do I wire the money? Wow. <laughs> and I bought them. And then I had to look, a buddy of mine worked for uh, U.S. Airways, man. He was a mechanic for planes, right? And he gets free tickets. So we get tickets and I got to go get them in Texas. So we get all liquored up on the plane, man. And I'm sitting outside the, the airport and Tracy pulls up. We get in the car and we're wasted. And she's like, oh, shit. You know, and we go back to her house. And then she was crying, man, when I put them in the bag. We stayed there for like three days. Actually. But, but yeah. And then I, so I had those two. And I was like, I need a male. She's the only motherfucker on the planet. And I had bought like four females out of Europe. Yeah. But the only one on the planet that had a male was Brian Sharp. And he was my buddy. I called him up. I said, I, I want to buy the mail. And he goes, let's do a breeding loan. Let's do, do, you know. I said, no, I don't want to do it. I said, I got two. He's been trying to breed this mail for seven years, right? Shoot. I go, I got two, like, thousand gram female had albinos and a male. I said, I'll trade you them for the, for the pie. And he's quiet. And then he goes, all right, I'll do it. So I went down and wow. like an hour and a half from my house, drove down there, picked up the male, and he bred one of the females from Noah. And then hey, Mark and I went out. It was like day 47 or something, right? I'm waiting for him to hatch. And Mark and I go down to Bill Bateman's and we start doing Shachi Jaeger. And I'm like, dude, let's go cut an egg. I can't take it anymore. I can't take this shit any longer. I got a building, 10,000 square foot building, halfway out of the ground. My neighbors are now fighting me on this building. And I was like, my, my attorney said, you've got to get the building done. So we, you know, we drank and drank. And then I said, either we're coming back to party or we're coming back to drown our sorrows. We're going home, cut an egg. And we went home. And we cut the egg, man. It was That's a right. pie, man. I was like, at the oh time, they weren't God, sure if it was single, uh, simple genetic. Yeah. And we went back and bought the whole bar drinks. <laughs> like hours. I, I've, been part of, I've been part of those parties, man. They're fun. That's epic. But, dude, you were around, too. This is another high-interest topic that's aside from the uh, 
albino stuff, but you were around when Dave and Tracy had the first Bolins. That yeah, happened. so, so, okay. Tell me about yeah, that. Yeah. When was this? This was early 90s. Yeah. Or yeah. late 80s. Yeah. So, Tracy sent me down to Tom Crutchfield's, right? Sent me down there to pick out all these Bolins pythons. And I, I went down there with a buddy of mine, Gino. We got fucked up. I had fun, party. We're in Tommy's neck of the woods, man, in Bushnell, Florida. And uh, anyway, we bring these these animals back. Well, one of them ends up being gravity. And Tracy was like, uh, she's like, you got like it's mouth. They got that stomatitis or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like its fucking head blew up like a balloon, man. They yeah. would all do that. Almost mm-hmm. all of them that came out of the wild. So we're going over every day. They were cleaning the mouth out, debridement and, and stuff. To, that and the eggs in it. Like I would hold it up, man. <clears throat> I said, we got to hatch these things, mm-hmm. you know? So we kept this thing alive. It dropped the uh, eggs and then died. And so Tracy had just moved from New York, I think, to Baltimore to, at, at that time, like a half an hour from me. And uh, I had an incubator. She didn't have one. So I had a refrigerator with a, a Honeywell thermostat on the side. And we <laughs> put them in there. And she would come over every day, man, and and like she did it her way. She did peat moss, sphagnum moss, and then she had four water bowls in there, right? And she kept them dry but wet, mm-hmm. right? And every day we'd go over there, and Tracy would stand in front of the refrigerator, and we had a beer bottle with a candle stuck in it. <laughs> and Tracy would, like, light the candle, and we'd, we'd pray to the snake gods. <laughs> and then Tracy would talk about and we and we hatched uh it was I think 19 eggs. We hatched 18 out of 19. Wow. Now the one that, that was it was fully developed, right? Mm-hmm. So so you gotta picture this, man. I'm in my townhouse and we're in the basement, and I had a snake room and I have a washer dryer down there. Well, Tracy's got the, the, the one that didn't make it, and she's doing CPR on the son of a bitch, and she's blowing its mouth. And for like 10 minutes, and me and Dave are just looking at each other. You know, we took all these cool pictures and everything, but Tracy was like, I got this, you know, and she's hitting the part, and she's blowing his mouth. And it's like 10 minutes, and I'm looking at Dave, I'm going, he thinks dead. <laughs> <laughs> and she gave me a pair for hatching them, That's and awesome. I saw them to Paul Miles for 30 grand. Wow. And you guys know who Paul Miles is? Oh, I Paul. don't. Well, Pete and uh, Paul used to be the Maryland Reptile Breeders. They went in together, right, on the He's albino cool. boa. Uh, and they were actually physically neighbors. And um, Paul went on to create the boa barn. Yeah. Okay. After Pete went out on his own PK Reptiles or Pete Call Reptiles. So. Dude, we didn't get along, brother. So when we split up, man, it was terrible. So, like, he's right next door to me, man. Listen, I'm on my lawnmower, man, and I'm fucking buzzing up this way. He's coming down this way. I'm like, fuck you, man. <laughs> so this went on for seven years, man. So one day I'm swimming around in my pool out back, right, and Marvin comes over, and he goes, Paul wants to meet you in the pines. So I had these pine trees that separated him from me, right? And so I go down there, man. I said, yeah, I'll talk. It's like the DMZ in North and South Korea. <laughs> And I go in and I'm like, what's up, Oliver? And he's like, he's like, can we can we end this shit? I said, yeah, let's do it. 
You know, I love you. Wow. I hugged him, man, and everything. And then from then mm. on, it was good, man. But yeah, it was a, a little stretch there. Yeah. <laughs> One time um, I was working for Pete and uh, it's fun working for Pete because at the end of the day, we're usually going out somewhere. Uh, about that. I will getting there now. We're rolling into it. Right. So, uh, well, this is start with a Paul Miles story. So, Pete and I are out one night and uh, getting crazy, and he's and Pete owns well, it was like an Eddie Bauer Bronco. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, he was trashed. So we come home, we pull into his driveway, and I'm like. I wonder what Smiley's doing. That's what we used to call him, Smiley. He goes, I don't know. Let's go find out. So, dude, he drives around his pool into his backyard, then goes down into Paul Miles' backyard, starts doing donuts in the backyard. It's like raining. At 2.30 in the morning. And, I mean, we are – he is, well, not we. He is turfing up the yard like – Tore it up. And what he you took me to court. Man. <laughs> he did. Hey, the motherfucker took me to court, man. I love him. Don't. I'm not yeah, saying anything. The motherfucker took him to court took because to court, he right? turfed up his yard. And, and look, I, my, my father was both the nerve. executive man. Yeah. Like I know all the judges and everything, so I go to court, and they're like, you know, he's not guilty, and they slam the hammer down. I look over Paul, like give him the finger. <laughs> 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 I got. I own this place, man. He tortured I couldn't get, get in trouble. Dude, tell tell these guys about the um, the croc monitor that got loose and was crawling up the uh, screen oh, enclosure God. of your neighbors. So, so I got this buddy, my Perry, and and he would come over and help me with the snakes. Right, we grew up together. Fucking wop, nice guy, you know, big dude. Anyway. He fucking did sort of crock monitors were in need of shape cages. They were down by the window. So he opened, you know, one of the crock monitors cages. And, you know, of course, there's there's the all the mulch in the in the water bowl. So he opens the screen, he dumps the, the mulch out, he fills the water bowl up. But then I had those little locks that you would put down on the cage and, and turn it, and it would lock so they couldn't slide the windows. Well, he didn't put that on. Fucking idiot. Anyway. This crock monitor slides the fucking door open and it just splits. Dude, he climbed and, and he left the fucking was... screen open, right? So the, the crock monitor just goes out of the fucking house. He was gone, gone for a few days. So Jesus. So right now I'm fighting with my neighbors on my snake door, right? <laughs> Tim Hohen uh did the reptile research foundation, whatever. Well, he also did the Mid-Atlantic Reptile Show. He yeah. was no, okay. that together. Mm-hmm. Mm. So Tim calls me up and goes, hey, man, because I got this croc monitor today. I said, you did. I said, where'd you get it? He goes, up in Moncton, like four miles from my house. I said, you did. I said, you're not going to say anything about that, are you? He goes, well, I was thinking you could donate it to the Costa Rican rainforest. I said, you know, <laughs> if it was my croc monitor, I would donate it. And he goes, well, okay. You know, like, dude, I don't. I was like, please don't say a word about this. But it was, it was hanging on some lady's back porch. Was it was like, like an adult, like, long, oh, man. like a full grown. And, and, and I was like, well, I don't know anything about that, Tim, where that came from or anything. But if it was me, <laughs> if it were mine, I would donate that to your your foundation to buy Costa Rican rainforest, man. 
And he goes, that's all I need to hear. Sorry, take it easy, Jim. <laughs> Never saw this again. How big At was least it? it wasn't a total loss. <laughs> it was six feet? About that, yeah, with the tail. So it's close to full grown. That's epic. Oh my god. That thing moved like four miles. Oh, there's so many stories. I guess. Yeah. I think I was like out of my mind. That was having too much mind. fun. Like doing something you loved, right? And making money at the same time. I mean, it was just I don't know, man. I was in I was in heaven. I was like, what what just happened? Like all that shit. Man. Yeah, so when the um, <laughs> when the albinos were born and the money was really flowing in. Pete made a significant investment with uh, Ted uh, uh, Nia Deshaies, mm-hmm. Pages. Awesome. And literally had a semi trailer back down his driveway full of cages. Because remember, you told yeah. me at the time, because I was in the Condros, he was like, hey, man. Dude, we Pete, had that party. Ted, yeah. Ted said, listen, I got all these cages from Ted. Hey, shut up for a second. I'm telling a story. <laughs> I'll tell a story. Don't I can me. tell better than you. I'll tell you when to jump in here. Shut up. So, I got I got to spend fucking dude, the way we like talk, seven days with this guy. Going on for years. Um, oh my god, we could go on all night. Anyway, um, so so anyway, um, he was telling me at the time that Nia Deshay was coming out with this two by two cube, mm-hmm. which became infamous, you know, eventually. And he was like, "Do you want any?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'd love to have some." He goes, "Well, give me some damn money, man, because they're coming in on a semi." <laughs> Shipping will be free, and I'm like, hell yeah! So, some of these two by twos were on that same shipment, but dude, it was a gigantic semi. And then Ted went because the order was so big, catered this huge spread. You know, he he spent like uh, four grand or whatever. Yeah, and look, Crush Peter was spread. there. Uh, Philippe de Beausoleil. Yes. So it was at the same time uh, Tim Holm was having the show. Yes. In Timonium, and I went around with these little things with my address and everything and everybody came back to the house and my mother was fucked up man and she's like i heard about you tom crutchfield <laughs> she's down the bottom of the steps and tommy's up at the top of the steps i heard about you motherfucker. <laughs> and tom was just like get the fuck out of here i said yeah she's a little lit god that part was excellent that was crazy Hey, here's another good Ted Pikes. Okay, Nita Shape Plastics. Love him, love him, love so him. So the owner's name is Ted Pikes. So we're down in Daytona, and uh, we ran out of beer. Very sad situation. And Ted goes, I got beer in the room. I said, well, your old lady's in the room, man. <laughs> he goes, fuck her. <laughs> we go, he opens the door, man. Immediately, she starts cussing. And all I can hear, he grabs a trash can, and I hear ice cubes going the trash can, and I hear beer bottles going in with the ice, right? And then, then she's still cussing, man. And then we split. It's three o'clock in the morning. We're going through the lobby. Ted's carrying things. Ice is going everywhere and shit. And we're in the lobby, and people are like, "What the hell is going on?" We just went out partying. We're out by the beach. Whatever. The pool. Ted's crazy. Yeah. I talked to him recently. I give up. So, for those of you who don't know, Nia Plastics originally, their origin was making the ABS bedliners for yeah. pickup trucks. And stuff, oh, right? yeah. okay. That makes, yeah, yeah. this is the same yeah. material, isn't it? Well, I never noticed dad, that. His dad was doing cages for like Bill Haas, 
Right. The slant mm-hmm. front. The slant front. Yeah. yeah. Back in the day. And Ted just took that to another level. And then when I, when I looked up with Ted, he was like, well, how do we design these, man? I said, well, let's do, let's do 18 inches high, you know, whatever. Straight fronts and everything. But and you Ted have to do like, the oh, line, the four and six foot cages. Said, sure. Let's get it done. Oh, they were nice. Teams. Well, because he told you you had to do a certain number because they had to make a certain amount to. Right. Because the mold and stuff, mold I'm sure, was right? expensive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love those cages. I mean, I've had a, a few, you know, hand-me-downs and stuff over the years with the slanted fronts, and that's what I kept Venomous in when I was keeping Venomous. And there's yeah. really, like, when it comes to, to keeping Venomous, like, those are, like, the first thing I want is those, just the single-pane front openers because it's, nice. like, the perfect design for that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, it's so, like everybody who starts out with Venomous needs to work with them because there's so many good points and then a lot of bad ones, too. So... Actually, it's funny you mentioned those two by twos because uh, the first one of those I ever had, I wound up having a, a loony green mamba in there. And uh, I was at Strictly at the time and uh, we I had to ship it out. And I was like, you know you what? You worked with Strictly? He did. I did. Yeah, he yeah. Did. I told you that. You yeah. worked with fucking Fat Mike? Of course. <laughs> oh, I give it a shit all the time, man. <laughs> of course. I love him. That big Ray, little Ray. Oh, yeah. And what's your name that worked in the office, man? She was cool. Who, Jeannie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. And you, you heard about Mark Lucas passing, right? Who? Mark Lucas. No, I did not. Yeah, he passed uh, early this year. Wow. Yeah. Remember, uh, what's his name? The fucking big dude, man, that worked there. Oh, God, man. The tall, skinny guy? On. Not really skinny, man. Big dude. Uh Dude, he used to party with which name had cancer up in New York. Mm. Uh, damn, what is his name? Oh, I know you're talking about, about dark skinned Puerto Rican guy. No, oh. okay. Uh, give me a second. God, um, B. Well, while you're telling you're thinking about that, tell these guys about the albino uh, crocodile story. And the guy was Adam from Crutchfield. We were talking about that on the way down. Starting first with the fact you had to drive to Florida to get it. There's a, a seam you just on the on the foot on the band itself there, or you can slide it off. There you go. So there's just what's his name, man, in Taiwan. Don't worry about the name. Just there's a guy in Taiwan. Yeah. So he's got an albino retic. Retic. Of true amel. Like one of the first. Yeah. And so he wanted he he wouldn't take cash. I was just trying to pay him cash to get it. And we're and talking. He goes, no, like I want to. I want to. 96, 1995, 96. Yeah. He said, "I want a a, a leucistic." alligator said, all right let me see what i can do so i called tommy up and he goes well i sold the one that has no it had no lower jaw but it could it could snack on mm-hmm. i mean it, it was fine healthy nice animal so i get adam i pick him up he was working he had left tommy he was working for alligator ventures in the carolinas and me and gino pick him up 
and we go to this dude Posey's place down in Florida. We get there like it's late, man. It's all go down this driveway. It's freaky, man. Like, you know, I'm like, we could get killed like out here. This is and Posey's got this big pop belly and shit. And he's counting the loot. And I buy this thing for 50 grand. And then I sent it to a dude in Taiwan. In, in Indonesia, whatever. And he and he's seen pictures. He knew the jaw was gone. The bottom jaw was it was a mute. So Crutchfield had sold to Posey for 10 grand. And I paid 50, but I know Adam scooped on that because Adam goes, I gotta go back in there. And Adam came out with swollen pocket. And me and Gina were like, dude, you got you sold that for more. You know, ragging on him. But anyway, uh, get the alligator. I take it down to, uh, we go from Posey's place in Florida and we go down to Mike at Strictly. And Mike's like, dude, you're a fucking idiot, dude. He goes, <laughs> he goes, you're going to get ripped off. I said, fuck you, man. Just do the fucking house certificate. Get this thing over to this guy and I'll get the retake. And Mike's like, you stupid fucker. And I'm like, shut up, you fat fucker. You know, back and forth, back and forth, right? So he does it. He gets the thing shit for me. So the dude calls me and goes, Pete, yeah, me not like alligator. Me not, I not send you retic. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, fuck you, man. I said, I, I did my part of the deal, you son of a bitch. And he's like, fuck you. And he hangs up on me. And I'm like, fuck. So I call Adam up, who's Tom's uh, manager at the time. And Adam goes, he goes, dude, that guy works for a dude that's in the Chinese mafia. And and he's been getting Tommy, like, like, like they would say, you know, it's 20 grand for the shipment. So they would put five grand, the dude would send 20, right? The dude in the Chinese mafia would send 20, and then they would send five grand to this guy, and then 15 grand would go towards the animals, right? So, so Adam goes, look, tell him you got the wire transfer information and that this dude's going to kill him, his boss. So I said, all right, that's excellent. All right, I got it. <laughs> so I call him up and I go, hey, man. I said, you're going to send me that retick. And he goes, no, I'm not. I said, well, you know, I hear your boss is in the Chinese mafia, right? And he's like, what does that mean? And I was like, listen. <laughs> I got all the information and I didn't, but Adam was like saying that he just had, right. So, so I just tell him, look, man, I'm going to send him this. You've been fucking him for years. I said, he's going to kill you. You're a dead man walking motherfucker. I should send me my reason. And I hung the phone up Well, my phone rang. It was like early in the morning when this happened with Kathy <laughs> and he kept calling me up. You can't do that to me. I said, oh, I can, motherfucker, click. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and the guy, the last conversation was, all right, I'm sending the retick. I said, I know you are. <laughs> I know you're sending it, motherfucker. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I love it. Tall tales, man. I mean. <laughs> so wait, he knew the alligator was missing the bottom half of its jaw, but he still complained anyways? I sent him. Measured them. I had tape measures. I sent him all the pictures, and he was cool. He was like, "All right, yeah, I just want it for exhibit. You know, I need it for you know, for exhibit. All right, oh my God, I'll send it." And then he goes, "Me not like alligator." Uh, what do you mean you? Know, I can't. <laughs> <You dick. laughs> 
<laughs> and then oh, Adam, man. Adam came to the Savior, man. Adam said, look, man, he's been ripping his boss off for years. I said, oh, now we got something. No leverage. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, was the retic? I'm sorry? Was the retic fine? Like normal? No, oh, no yeah. issues there? Yeah. It was six feet long when I got it. I raised her up. Mm-hmm. I bred her. And then I sent her and all the fucking babies to Al Baldago, man. I mm-hmm. said, I want to get these things. Is that the female that we drug out with George in yeah. the trash can? Yeah. Out the in the field? Yeah, remember that? Man, that thing I changed personality in a hurry. It was mean as shit. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's oh, a big snake, man. Like so, when, when, when the last pictures I saw of her from Al Baldago was she was twenty three feet long, Whoa. and wow. and his wife, she was very good with the retics, man. Al's wife could hold that thing and it would not fuck with her at all. If Al tried to pull it out, it would fucking bite him in the face if it could. <laughs> I mean, it hated him, but she could like handle it, no problem. <laughs> the magic touch. Yeah. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Woman's intuition. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So, Pete, tell them a little bit about um, another funny story is, you know, boa constrictors, you know, Colombians are typically, you can tame them down. Uh, Pete started getting these, uh, what was it, the strike out Strike bonus. line, too. And they were all evil. And you had one you named evil. They were. And George was talking about George how they got it bit and he was crying. <laughs> Dude, I had the like biggest boa litter from her. It was 78 fucking what? babies. Wow. 78. And I called her hateful bitch because she was so <laughs> fucking mean. So I'm in, I'm in my fucking office, right? I bought this warehouse. Well, not bought it, but I was renting this warehouse. When I got thrown off Manor Road, and then before I moved uh, onto my branch, uh, and I hear him screaming, man. I'm like, oh, no. So I run back there, and I'm like, it's got to be a fish. Sure enough, he had gone in to get the water bowl, man. Yeah. And this thing latched on him and wrapped him up. And it was about, you know, like 13 feet. I was going to uh, say, for that many babies, it had to be huge. It was huge for a bow. And it had him. Had him wrapped, and he was crying like a bitch. And he's an arm wrestler. This guy's a bad dude, man. man. And he was like on the ground, and I was kicking his fucking head. (laughs) George was like, "Don't kill him." I'm like, "Fuck him, (laughs) motherfucker!" (laughs) Poor George, man. Like this thing had all of him. He bleed all over the fucking place. I said, "Start doing the De Niro two step." She's like, you're going to kill it. I said, fuck it. Fuck it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It was fine. The snake was fine, but, oh, George was fucked up, man. But all the babies from that line. And then he had to go, look, he's a plumber. So the next fucking day, he's got to go with the jackhammer all fucking day. He calls me at the end of the day. He goes, my fucking God. I'm like, how you doing? (laughs) He's shit not so good. (laughs) Did you ever do much with the locality boas at all? Like any I of the did. Nicaraguan stuff bit, or anything yeah, like that? Yeah. 
I bought uh, Argentine Tom Burke's whole collection. Did you for a hundred grand? Oh, okay. I was he wondering because my house, he was like, we talk, you know, and he said, I'll bring him down, man. You want to buy? I said, I bought a whole crew. Fuck it. He was the guy that I always associated with Nicaraguan stuff. They fucking dropped down to five hundred bucks, man. I was like, damn it. (laughs) What about what about tigers? Tiger retics? No, tiger tiger boas. Wasn't that a thing a long time ago? And it kind of just dried up. I never, never. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, there was a thing. I I had a a, an, uh, an old guy I used to work with who did a bunch of boa stuff. And I guess he was telling the story of, I guess, in the mid to late 90s, there was this whole thing about tiger boas. And there was like four or five clutch or litters put out. And because everyone was going albino crazy and ball python crazy, nobody gave a shit. So they just gave the snakes away and nothing ever came of them. Oh, shit. Wow. I don't even remember. Huh. Yeah, everybody was like everybody was into, you know, morphs, you know, morph, morph, morph. Now I look back, man. I, I like like Suriname. Mm-hmm. You know, I like. I, well, you don't man, even I see Bolivians anymore. I said, I said to you, man, earlier. I said, man, one of my favorite snakes I had back in the day was a Transpecos rat snake. You just I got one right here. Yep, I pulled out my <laughs> Ronald Rose pass. I was like, here I you go. Out of here, That's man. it. Yeah, dude. I love, I love, I love all snakes, but the morph stuff is like uh, more hyped up. I think over the years, I like. Now I'm kind of like in, like just you know a typical animal. Yeah, a lot of I think a lot of guys are starting to kind of go back to the yeah. the just wild type. Yeah, you know, there's just, even the locality stuff like carpets in particular. You know, like IJs and are getting really popular and, and taking off. Yeah. yeah, he was playing with rhinos and everything. So you and Ralph became, you know, the big ball python guys <laughs> and ralph got his balls from helping Help redo your house yeah. and also with the building my whole house right but oh, talk to these man. Talk, but you were talking about the the, uh, the morphs but you and ralph literally would be working Ow, to stay it's a torch it's not a soft flame it's, it's a you guys <laughs> you guys would be working on morphs and things that nobody even knew about until you had enough that you, you can could just, then release some you can to, keep it on the pizza box right. there it's fine i got one over here so we're good right with all the uh, with all the different ball python morphs yeah ralph's a bad motherfucker well no i remember he had a, like he had a bunch of stuff he, nobody even he, knew about he, he was a very sharp fucking businessman back then i mean he wouldn't even share things with you I remember um, this was probably 2004, no, five or six. Dude, he was going around the show before it opened, telling people what they could and could not sell their ball python morphs for. Really? Like he was. That yeah. didn't work out too well for him. Well, no, but he told him, he said, if you don't raise the price on this, I'm not we selling were you anything. about that earlier, like yeah. the hurricane, right? So I drive into a hurricane to go to the Daytona show. And, this is 2004, and, uh, Charlie. My wife Amy was with me, and a couple. That was the year the show got hit, right? Yes. And then it yep. was all and, blacked out, and everyone was sitting in the hallways, all hot. Yes. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So Ralph and I are outside, man. It's it, there's an interview if you go on Facebook, man. Pull up Ralph Davis and Peter Call. 
So, so he's interviewing me, and I'm going, my wife's going to kill me for this. But Ralph and I were, like, running across the street and touch this dumpster and then run back. Dude, roofs are flying off buildings and shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude, and my wife is so mad at me. That's a, that's a hobby in like, Florida. And I'm like, fuck you. I got life insurance. Don't worry about it. And back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then this dude comes out, and the windows started blowing out of the hotel. I said, yeah. oh, shit. And this guy's like, get the fucking hotel, you assholes. You're going to get us sued. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm out of here. This is getting really serious out here. <laughs> oh, my God. Classic Florida. Yep. I love Florida. I can't wait to get down there tomorrow. It's another but world. Jimmy's got yeah. a nice place on the beach. Yeah, we got that coming. Yeah. So back when Sean and I used to uh, volunteer for Pete, um, he was too cheap to give us anything out of the albino project. So he was giving us um, <laughs> albino berms for working for him, which was nice because I mean, you know, he didn't have to give us anything because we told him we worked for free, you know, but he felt bad because we really came in a busted ass. And, and, you know, for anybody to walk in off the street and say, Hey, look, we'll, you know, we'll work for you. You know, um, anybody would, you know, look at you like, you know, what's their angle? You right. Know, what, what are they right. looking for? Right. Yeah, um, but that, right. But he there knew was I was, catch. well, he knew I was at Towson, you know, studying to be a teacher and Sean at the time was studying uh, to be a doctor. And um, <laughs> so whenever we'd knock off in the afternoon, you know, Pete's like, man, I want to go out and get something to eat and drink. And we're like, at the time we're poor. Right. So we're like, well, He's like, you guys want to come along? We're like, yeah, sure. You know, and I'm engaged at the time. And so, so we would go out and we'd get something to eat. He would start drinking. Next thing you know, he'd start meeting up with some friends. And do some cocaine. And yeah, well, he's doing like the other stuff. So next thing you know, we're looking at the clock. 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning. Four in the morning, finally, we get back to the house, and I'm driving Sean home, and, you know, I just remember talking to my fiance at the time, and she was so mad. So then, a week later, comes up. Pete's like, come on, man, let's go out. And um, Get in the car. No, so Sean and I are like, well, Sean's like, yeah, let's go. And I'm like, all right, well, we're going to drive, because that way we can control when we get home. Pete's like, oh, man, come on, get in the car. Seriously. <laughs> I was out last night late, man. I'm tired. Right. It, it'll be an home. early night. It'll be an early night, right? So we're yeah. like, we look at each other. We're like, all right, fine, whatever. Yeah, so we get the, words. yeah, we get in the car, right? Four o'clock in the morning, we get home again, right? And, you know, we fell for this damn thing several times. Oh, yeah, at least four or five. <laughs> several times. <laughs> And, you know, at the time, it was funny because, you know, both Sean and I were, you know, college and we were, you know, we fancied ourselves as partiers, right? And Pete's like, yeah, you guys like to drink a little bit? I'm like, yeah, we can drink with anybody, man. Nobody can drink with this cat. <laughs> well, except for his mom. God bless her heart. She passed. <laughs> her name was Lou and she could put it away, man. So, so we quickly learned that we were out of our league dealing with this cat, right? So we would go to this bar called The Barn. And Pete, I don't, something had happened. He was in a celebratory mood. And Sean and I, he had to get up early and go to class the next day. And I had something going on. So we're at this bar. And he's buying everybody rounds of drinks. So he's buying us these shots of vodka. 
So Sean and I, so Sean and I were like, "Fuck, we can't drink this shit, man. We'll never get home." So we take and pour out the vodka in a trash can, and we get the bartender to pour him water. So Pete's making his rounds. He comes back. He's like, "Dude, you guys haven't drank your shot yet." He goes, we're, "We were telling, well, we're waiting for you to come back, man. Come on, bottoms up." So we we throw it down. It's just a glass of water, right? Pete's like, "Yeah, these motherfuckers are in party mode tonight." So he gets us another shot of vodka. And then he goes around, does his round. We pour it out, get it filled up with water. He comes back to ring and goes, dude, what are you guys doing? You're not drinking. We're like, hey, we're waiting for you. Bottoms up. So we throw it down again. He's like, dude, you guys are my guys tonight, man. We're partying hard. And we're like, hell yeah, we're not getting home till four. Let's go, man. So we're totally egging him on, right? So it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. He's like, dude, I'm going over to this guy's house, man, partying. We're going to do whatever. And we're like, dude, we got to get home. He goes, all right, man, I'll tell you what. So this is like the one night he had mercy on us. He goes, here's the keys to my Mustang. He goes, go ahead and drive your asses home. I'll get it in the morning, right? So we wait for him and his friends to walk out. And I'm like on the, like the, in the parking lot going right past the bar. And I just lit up the tires, man. Just freaking flying past them. I could see him like, those motherfuckers, that's my car. <laughs> So we, so get so we so we take his car home. Now Pete has this backyard with a pool. Then there's like a hill that goes up, a gradual hill goes up, and then gradually goes down. It goes that quite a ways. Then there's woods. So we decide we were going to park his car way out by the woods, so he wouldn't be able to see it. So he, he gets home the next day and he can't find his car. So he's calling me. He goes, "Motherfuckers, what are you guys doing my car?" And we're like, where's my car? Yeah, we're like, go take a walk up the hill, man. <laughs> he walks up the car. And, I mean, it's way back in the grass, yeah, they man. Parked it back in the fucking woods. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. Well, hey, the uh, the Condro kids in the group chat, they want to know if that's where the barn came from. No, actually. Um, the Bow Barn was Paul Miles, my partner. We hey, split up. He hey, lived right next to me. They don't want to hear from you now. Why don't you shut Did you hear that? They, what do you think you're? Hang on, they, they, now? they talk Conros. Conros means no more Pete call. <laughs> we we know Pete can't feed Conros. Remember where yours came to me? Yeah, two and a half months later, Pete's like, "Hey, you think you can get these feeding for me?" Remember that? <laughs> I remember shooting down in my face with that little red. Oh, light. you hated that. <laughs> <thing. laughs> and that pair you had, they were really nice. You had that blue female and that and that male that had the blue diamonds on the back. Yeah. I don't know where you got them from, but they're really nice. No, the barn came from when Sean bought a, his first house. Um, it had this sort of dilapidated barn that he fixed up, had electric water put to it and everything. And that's what they called the barn. And then um, that was Sean's thing at the time. He did the green or the chondros and the poison arrow frogs. Then he got his brother Christian um, into it. And then Christian kind of took over when um, Sean became a doctor. He just didn't have time anymore. So Christian took over the um, the Condra collection. And then when he moved away from the barn, he then converted half of his garage at his new house, called it the mini barn. Nice. I remember you telling us that on I think Condracast, right, Spindy? Probably, yeah. Just, just, just remember I think, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The last episode of Condracast I did, I think, was with Tim. That was yeah, a while yeah. ago. <laughs> so, Condors What's are up, awesome. Andy Middleton? 
Pete, thanks you for the uh, the electric pen. Oh God! <laughs> Andy coming in clutch. Uh, love, love that kid. Dude, I won't break the bed. I was driving down the road with Timmy, and I was like, I'm so fucking high. This is not right. <laughs> oh, I'm taking a cat nap. I did. I got six a, hours I got later. A couple C's in. Timmy drove the whole way down here. I didn't. I didn't even touch that. One. Well, I always think it's funny when you take a 95 south from you guys' neck of the woods, heading down our way. I feel like every state goes pretty well, and then you get to South Carolina. And no offense, Smitty. It fucking takes forever. Like, I don't know why, but that state, like, there's, I think it has the most stretch of 95 besides Florida. Well, actually, North hey, man, I don't know. Here's yeah. a good story. Look, I'm riding home. I went down to Strictly, right? And I bought 100 uh, baby boas from Mike. And, and, I, you know, I brought some stuff down, whatever. We did a, a little deal. Mike Gully, who worked for me at the time, was riding back with me. And we're flying down. Mike's like, I got to get home. His wife loves him, and he, he wanted to get home. And he's like, I'm like, dude, let's get a room, man. Fuck this. And he's like, no, man, we're going to do it. We're going to ride all the way home. Anyway, it's a rainstorm. And there's a section on 95 of the Carolinas, man. I think it was South Carolina. I'm not fucking sure. But listen, fucking hydroplane, like, all of a sudden, my car, I wake up, man, and I'm going backwards at 75 miles an hour <laughs> next to a tractor trailer. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to fucking die for short, right? And we fly off the road down into this ravine, man, and the truck sinks. So it sinks so bad in this swamp that, that uh, I mean, he couldn't even open the doors. Mike had to climb out the window, man. I'll be waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> and he disappears. He goes back like an hour later, man. A tow truck. Oh my. And then proceeds to drive home. He goes, I got to get home. Dude, he drove to my house, right? And then got out from my house and went all the way up to Western Maryland. That's right. It's another it couple house. hours. Yeah. Wow. Did the boas make it? Oh yeah, they were fine. All right, good, good. <laughs> Dude, we got pulled. Over. We got pulled. Well, not pulled over, but okay. So I'm off the side of the road. Well, while Mike's out, like getting help and shit, these cops pull up, and I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you got? What do you got? The, these boxes. I said snakes. Yeah, sure. The cops like sure. And the cop was like, yeah, oh, yeah. But he was like, you got cocaine in there. I said, I don't have any cocaine, motherfucker. There's no coke in this car. He said, let me see him. So I opened the bags up, and there's bone constrictors in there. He's like, no shit. He goes, I thought I had a good drug bust. I said, wrong. No <laughs> <laughs> drug bust here, brother. Wrong Colombians. Yeah, yeah. all Colombians. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Did you expect the ball python craze to be what it is now? Yeah. Oh, like even when you were when you were having those first pies and stuff, did you ever see it expect like being what it is now with the just ungodly amount of combinations? But, but I didn't jump on the bandwagon. Like a lot of people were like, 
breeding the pies and the albinos. Mm-hmm. I, I was just producing pies. And then I said, I guess I got to do this too. And I'm like, fuck. Now I got to buy albinos. I got to buy fucking annual distance. Yeah. I got to buy this, that, the other thing, you know, and plug them into the pies. I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I just want to do the pies, to be honest with you. I was like, these are ultimate. These are so beautiful. But I was like watching everybody else do it. And I was like, I got to do it. I got to cross all the stuff in. And, you know, we're turned into, I don't know, maybe a thousand ball pythons turned into 5,000 ball pythons. I was like, oh my God, damn it. And then, of course, you know, like the bowlers, man, I could just get frozen food. It was easy. Mm-hmm. But these fucking ball pythons want nice, fresh <laughs> fucking rats. And I'm like, damn. And I'd have a road room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would call uh, Kevin Bryant. Kudos to Kevin Bryant from Road and Pro. Awesome dude. But I would call him and he would send this dude, Ernie, to my house. And he would always come at like 3 o'clock in the morning. But I would get like 4,000. Like going into the breeding season. Like going to like October, September, October, into November. And Ernie would come with these like it would be like like so I started buying road fruit from Kevin for my road road, right? So I get like six pallets in the back and then like five thousand live mediums. Right. So Arnie would show up at three o'clock in the morning and I had a bobcat and we'd lift it up and we'd hoist him into the top of the building, man. It's crazy. And I was like, This is terrible. Like the fucking ball pythons I fucking hate you right now. Like that was like, <laughs> I was like, these motherfuckers want live food. They want nice, fresh, fat fucking rats. Where a bow strip, you just pull a fucking large out of the freezer, thaw it out, you know, they suck them down. Be half rotten. But I did get, so one year I said, you know what? I'm not giving them fresh stuff. I'm not getting any more. So I had to wait like, I don't know, three, four weeks and get real hungry. And then I sort of feed them frozen. And they were eating it. And they would go for it? Yeah. That's cool, man. That's super cool. Glory days, right? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Tell us a Bob Clark story. Which one? I don't know anything. I was just there. I went there like. uh, I mean, it could be an old one or new one. With uh, with Kevin Johnson. Kevin was buying pied berms and convinced me to go with him. And he's he's a little rattlebrain, man. He's he's uh like there's no chill time, right? So we go to this one restaurant on the way back from Bob's and Mike uh uh Wilbanks and and we sit down at this restaurant. I'm like, dude, we're in New Orleans, man. Uh, like it no, it was not New Orleans, it was uh where oh shit. Nebraska, Oklahoma. No, it was uh, where the bands play, and uh, I can't think of the bands. Uh, anyway, you were in a place where no, a it's, uh, it's where where all the bands are. Uh, Talking about Nashville? Yes, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, listen, Kevin. We're staying the night here. And, 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 and the place was so beautiful. The roads were so clean. Everybody's riding around these little moped things. So we get them, and we're buzzing around. We go to this nice restaurant, 
And I'm like, let's stay the night. And he's like, no. So he calls my old lady up, and I'm still in the bar, and I'm giving the finger out the window, and he's like, no, I'm leaving him. <laughs> he goes, I'm leaving him. Fuck him. You know, he wants to stay. I'm not staying. But the street up from us is where all the bands were, and I wanted to go up there, and he was like, I'm not going up there, dude. And we got back. He wanted to get that rental car turned in before it was another day. I said, dude, you're talking a couple hundred dollars, man. But we did. We got back, like, within 15 minutes to spare. We drove all night. You know, we didn't want to, you know. But anyway, we went there and hung out with Bob and Mike Wobanks. That was fun. But you knew Bob way back in the day when he was, I mean, at the time, he was the only importer of these microclimates, which were at the time the only oh, yeah. thermostats, right? You know? Came from England. They came from England. I think they still make them, or they did up to a few years ago. Um, that was another thing that was pretty impressive with not just the, the, the caging or enclosures you have, was the, the microclimates. Yeah. And they Where's came. that bourbon? I got it. <laughs> Fucking thirsty. I already drank his Jaeger. So Andy Middleton wants to know how crazy the reptile scene in Maryland was in the early 90s and into the 2000s. Well, tell I, Andy, I wouldn't say it was Tell Maryland. Andy just to rewind Florida, the damn man. show until Florida 9.30. Florida was a place to go, man. <laughs> like Florida, man. Tommy, Bill, and Kathy Love. I mean, yeah. Like, Maryland was not really happening. Did you, you know ever what I mean? meet, um, oh, what the hell was the guy's name? He was the... He was the, oh, <laughs> that's my favorite. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Look at this thing he gave me. Yeah, you may kiss that one. Goodbye. Um, what's the guy's name in the yeah, Stolen the World? The, the focal character. Which one? The Stolen World book. Who was it? Um, the name. Oh, slipped. Joe Fossey. No, not him. No, Joe um, he was going to sit down. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Mole. Yeah, Hank Mole. Did you ever yeah. meet Hank Mole? Did I meet Hank Mole? Yeah. Yeah. I party with him so many times. He's a madman. Oh, his stories were nuts. He's crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's, no, he's fucking crazy, man. Like, I met him and I was like, dude, like, I got nothing for you. <laughs> Hank Mole, man. Are you kidding me? And look, I would go to Crutchfields, man. So, so, uh, so his first manager was Chris McQuaid, who was a big, beefy son of a bitch. Yeah, I knew Chris. And, I didn't meet him. but And Chris didn't, you know, we didn't go out and party a lot, right? And then he had another manager come in. His name was Adam. <laughs> and Adam liked to party, and we would go down the street to, uh, it was called Catfish Johnny's. And one night we went there, and we drank all their beer, man every fucking beer they had and adam was adam i swear to god adam was like he could open his throat and i've never seen this before bob was trying bob's a big dude right but adam could just open his throat and slam a beer down it's gone gone in like two seconds i'm like damn dude that's pretty cool so we drank <laughs> we drank all their beer right and then this is excellent man this is excellent so we drink all their beer and then we're like fuck now what are we going to do? And Adam goes, well, right across from Tommy's shop is a 7-Eleven that sells beer. I said, well, let's get a fucking 30-pack. 
So we did. And we went into Tommy's shop. And we're hanging out. It's me, Adam, and Gino, a good friend of mine. And, uh, you know, now I'm, I'm pretty blitzed. And I'm going in the hot room. And I'm bringing out shit. I'm throwing it all over the fucking office. On the desk, everything. Cobras, Gaboon Vipers, whatever the fuck I could get my hands on. And and Adam was like, dude, we're going to get bit. I said, well, that, that just could be a problem. You know? So he goes, put it back. So I said, okay, I'll put them back. So I put them all back. And then I'm looking at the price list, right? And it says 20 fucking plus foot long retake. Please buy this before it eats my employees. I said, you fucking pussies. I said, you, we need 20 plus feet. You fucking pussies can't measure the thing. And he goes, you measure it. It's wild caught and it's 20 plus feet long. I said, where is it? <laughs> we go back there. Now, Adam took pictures, but I never saw the pictures. But listen, so I'm looking at this fucker in the cage. I'm going, Jesus Christ, it's heads like a foot long. I'm like, fuck. And Adam's like, oh, yeah, you measure it. I said, I will. <laughs> Motherfucker. So I, I start picking it up, right? And it's heads like moving around. It's all sluggish. And I'm like, damn, this thing's big. Well, it, it didn't flip out until I got it out of the cage, right? <clears throat> it wrapped my legs together. And so I couldn't fucking do anything. <laughs> it shoots out like 20 feet, man. I'm holding on to it. And he fucking turns around with his mouth open. It's coming right at me. My buddy Gino's got a three-foot snake hook, and he's cracking it in the fucking head with it. I said, shit, this ain't working out like I thought it would. And I duck down. It goes right over my head. It's very sluggish. And then I'm, I'm just twirling, man. I'm like, if I can get this fucker's head pointed back in that cage, it'll go in there. So I did. I ended up getting it pointed in there. It zoomed in the cage, unraveled my feet, and shit. I slammed the fucking doors, and I go, how do you like that? And Adam goes, you didn't measure it. I said, fuck it. <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> Just okay, so now we go back to Tommy's office. And we're hanging out. And there's a fire extinguisher on the fucking ground next to me. And I'm like, oh, look at that. A fire extinguisher. <laughs> and Adam's sitting behind the desk. He's drunkard and shit. His wife is a cop. She had just come there and cussed him out. Like for being out, it's now it's like three o'clock in the fucking morning, and and I picked the fire extinguisher up, right? I pointed it at him, and I'm laughing, and he goes, "Don't you fucking do it!" And I, I, I like I hit the little lever, right, and it goes kush, right? A little yellow shit comes out. I fucking hit it again. It locks wide the fuck open, and it just douses Adam, man. And Adam's a big dude, man. Like he's no joke. And I just dropped the fucking thing. It's still going off, right? Gino dives in his side room, and I run outside. So I'm outside. I'm looking at Tommy's shop. It's yellow. The fucking entire shop's yellow. And I'm like, oh, I'm so fucking dead. And I'm like, he's going to kill me. Well, I go, I go in to the shop, and I creep in there, right? And I'm like, where is he? Right? And there's Adam. And he just picks this fan up that's next to him, and he's, like, moving the fan around. It's blowing the yellow show away. And he's... And he's blinking, and when he blinks, the fucking yellow shit's falling off his eyelashes. And I'm like, dude, I'm so fucking sorry. He goes, you motherfucker. And I said, I didn't mean to do that. It just locked on me. He goes, we got a lot of work to do. And we cleaned up Tommy's office, man. And I told Tommy the story at Daytona, yeah. right? After it happened, Tommy was fucking dying. He goes, you motherfucker. And, and so, so we go in the next day, 
and there's and there's still yellow shit like a little bit on the keyboards and stuff so penny his wife comes up to me and she goes adam told me what you guys did and i said did you tell him <laughs> did you tell tommy she goes no i said are you going to tell tommy she goes no i said good because he'll kill me <laughs> right tommy didn't even know but his wife knew and you know, she goes, you guys didn't do such a great job cleaning. I said, well, it was 4 o'clock in the morning. We were drunker than shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I told Crutchfield this. I said, hey, man, I got to come clean with you. You know, I was down at the expo, and Tommy had a couple bourbons in. I mean, he was feeling nice. And I said, I got to tell you a story. So I sat down and told Tommy. He was fucking dying, dude. He goes, you did not. I said, I did. This is what happened. <laughs> you know, the retick, pulling the retick out, the venomous shit, you know, the fire extinguisher. He was like. Good thing I like you. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he was laughing. I was like, damn. I mean, it just goes on, man, like crazy. It's like fun. Like, I don't know, man. Like, this whole reptile thing for me has been, like, amazing. Like, I've met great people like Timmy. Now I've met another great motherfucker over here with cigars and shit and the bourbon. It's nice. So what it's all about, man. I don't know. I mean, I know it's... It's changed a lot i'm sure with the internet and social media making making the world a lot smaller but um i'm not working oh try it now can you hear anything phil no. talk say something hello hello hello, hello. Oh, okay. there, there we go we don't need yeah, <laughs> what was the uh, like pre-internet and stuff when you were sending pictures i mean what was the average yeah, time for Transactions. Like, how long did it take you to complete a transaction? Like, notes from the barbarian, whatever. Like, all the shit to people and worked so hard, right? And the internet came out. I go, what the fuck? Like, I spent all this time, all this effort, and now everybody can be in touch with everybody. And it was nice. There, there was positives. There was negatives. You know, but. It was a whole different era, man. It just changed everything. I saw somebody earlier post something about the guy Wong. Did you ever meet him? Yeah. Remember the guy that gave Tommy the first Burmese albino, yeah. right? Yes. Was he Taiwanese or? I don't know. But you, you. I never met him, man. I just like, saw pictures, you know. When Tommy did you get anything from him? Because Tommy no. got a lot from him, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't step on those toes, man. I wouldn't fuck with Tommy. Well, apparently, I didn't know this at the time, but apparently, what was it? Tommy sold the albino berms to no, Bob Clark. he did not. He put it on. Uh, Bob Clark paid him a certain amount of money to have it for a breeding season. And Clark read it, produced the first hats and all, and then sent it back to Tommy. Uh, yeah, it was a... It was a breeding loan, man. Like, it paid a certain, like a, like a stallion almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Like, no. I don't know what he paid him. I can't remember the number sign, but, but he got it for one season. And Bob, you know, Bob's a bad motherfucker. He can breed anything. Yeah. He bred it, he sent it back to Tommy, and he was on his way. And then the, the, uh, albino ball pythons, man, that set, Clark off, man. Yeah. That was now, where did he get those original? I don't know what year that, that was, was from. man. No. 
But dude, this guy, okay, the guy that ripped uh, Bob Clark off, uh, he hadn't ripped Bob off yet, but the same dude that ripped Bob off and broke into his building and stole all the eggs and the and the a whole shitload of fucking. When was that? When did that happen? Oh God! Came to my house. So this dude comes before he had ripped Bob off, right? He was going to rip me off, and like I picked him up, and he's he's like untaping all this money on his legs in my car. <laughs> My sister's shady, right? So we get to my house and I, I get my 12 gauge, the pistol grip, and I, <laughs> I set it on my desk in the basement. I said, Listen, just to let you know, if you come back here unannounced, you're going to meet that. I'll let him know. I said, I, I, I said, I, I don't, something bothers me about you. He still spent all the money that was taped to his sleep. I said, I, Something's wrong with you. I, I just don't dig you. And so after that, he robbed. After that, wow. he fucking went to Bob's, and then he stole, I don't know, twenty clutches of fucking uh, uh, ball pythons, wow. the albinos. Wow. And and yeah, he ripped him off, man. There was some genetic issue with those early on too, wasn't there? With the albino balls. Not really, man. I like the bows, man. The bows had an eyeball thing. Mm -hmm. No, I don't think there was, man. I there was something with I never had balls. any issues with the uh, albino uh, balls. Huh. And Tim had mentioned something about the IMGs. Is that something you'd... Yeah, did you start those? Yeah. Did what you? your thing? Yeah. How did that start? Well, Expo again, right? It's me, Jeremy Stone, and Brandon Week from Summit Reptiles. Uh -huh. Three of mm -hmm. us. And it's Friday. And I done had my table set up, and we're just walking around. So I walk up on this litter of aneurysmic bows, like 40 up in there, but one of them is completely different than the other mm -hmm. And he had 300 bucks each. And I said to the guy, man, like I saw Jeremy looking at it, Brandon, I said, fuck you, man, I'm first. <laughs> I got to get first, motherfucker. Dibs. And I said, what is that? He goes, I came in the litter. I said, is that 300 bucks? He goes, yeah. I said, put it in the bag. And I told Jim, don't you try to fuck me. And I went back to my table. I got 300 bucks from my wife. And I gave it to the dude. And then I, I didn't think about it, right? So mm -hmm. I brought it home. And my wife came in the office one day, like, a, I don't know, a year and a half later or something. And she's holding this five-foot black bow constrictor. I said, what the fuck is that? She goes, remember that snake you got in Daytona? I said, yes, I do. And she's holding it up. I said, oh, my goodness. I said, what the fuck? Like, I'm just holding it. Like, oh, my. It's all shiny black. Yeah. I said, wow. I said, one is genetic. Mm -hmm. right? So I bred it. And I got, I spent 30 grand with uh, come to me. a friend of mine. And I got these beautiful sun glow males, two of them. And I bred them both repetitively to her mm -hmm. and i got a litter of babies right well half of them look different than the other half i said oh, oh it is genetic mm -hmm. <laughs> said, and that started but was it is that that just a simple recessive no i'm not no. i'm not hit oh, okay i yeah, i'm not just, super hip to a lot of the bow like you so. read a, a an img to a regular bow mm -hmm. half your babies will be img okay IMG sample? increased melanin gene 
Oh, so I okay. got that from Dave Barker, man. I was like, "What are these things, man?" He goes, "That's I." He goes, "Increased melanin." So, over time, they get darker and darker. Mm-hmm. So it's increased melanin gene, right? So I said, "Okay, that's cool." That's one of the few that I can see it and know what it is. Like I can yeah. actually visually yeah. identify it and be like, "I'm vaguely familiar," like with pastel that's balls and other boy, basic yeah. stuff. <clears throat> Wrote the book on the I love Vinny Russo. You like Vinny? He's cool. I love Vinny. And Paul. Paul. We used to go up to New York. Smiley and I would go up there yeah. and get uh, blood pythons. Oh, yeah. And they were important back in the day. We'd drive up to New York. Did you know uh, Bob Udell? No. Okay. I don't think so. I'm just reading from the scroller here trying to. That name does ring a bell for me, yeah, but I don't. It does a little bit. And uh, our buddy Scott in Australia wanted to know if you ever came across Ompelis. <laughs> What's this? Way to... Yeah. No, I did not. Podcast of Call versus Bartoloni. No, Cody. Oh, Come on. <laughs> Cody. Co- Cody's not in the same ballpark, man. <laughs> the uh, yeah, Casey was saying. I guess somebody had Ompelis like 25, 30 years ago, and then. They wound up freezing them, burying them in the Pine Barrens of Jersey or something. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Destroying the I evidence. Go to the Pine Barrens. The worst fucking mosquitoes you ever want to meet in your entire life. <laughs> Hands down. Hands worse, down. Worse in Florida. Dude, really? way worse. Like, listen. Oh, yeah. Really, yeah. I went up there with a couple of buddies of mine to go pine snake hunting. And, and we got out of the car and within like a fucking minute, man, I said, what the fuck is going on? They were all over my face and my arms and shit, biting the fuck out of me. I said, oh, this is going to be miserable. And we didn't have any bug spray. <laughs> what the fuck? But we caught pine snakes. We got eggs and shit. That's awesome. Dude, I went up there with this guy. God, I can't think of his name now. He lived in Parkville. And he moved down to Florida with his wife. And he, had, he did basically corn snakes. But, but he... Like, he was, like, my mentor a little bit, man. Like, he was a really nice guy. And he took me up there, and we caught pine snake. Look, so we're riding down the road, and this big, like, seven-foot pine snake's crossing the street. And I was out of the car before he could even put it in park to run it. And I grabbed it. And he fell out of the truck and did put it in park, and the truck's riding down the road. And then he was like, look, man, there's eggs in here. Like, he was, like, very scientific and, you know, he knew what he was. So he's like, look, see the swirl there? There's a snake in there or there's eggs in there. And he would reach in and pull out a clutch of pine snake eggs. I'm like, get out of here, man. It was fun. But, of course, then you're you're still getting eaten alive. No. Oh, I mean, I liked it there, but it was, like, really rough on mosquitoes, man. Yeah, you can't hurt the pineys unless you got a wind unless it's like windbreaker weather. It's yeah. warm enough to see stuff, but you're not getting eaten alive. You remember that guy's you didn't. name or no? No, I can't think of it. <laughs> He's foregoing the ice. Fuck, man. I used to go over there and get mice too when I was a kid. I was a kid. I mean, I was in my teens then. I can't think of his name right now. That's terrible. 
Yeah, you'll remember at two in the morning and text one of us. Yeah. Who <laughs> 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 knows how this works? Yeah, man. So Scott also wants to know what's the wildest morph that never happened? I don't think there is one. I mean, everything happened. Hell like, of an answer, all, man. Hell of an answer. Like, it. seriously, like all of them, like, you know, I'd see, you know, like Ralph get something where I, oh, I got to go with it. <laughs> okay, so you guys know who Noah is from Africa, right? Well, you told us about him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so he brought in the first pies. He brought in the first, you know, everything, man. So Noah was a really cool guy. We got along well. But then Ralph and I decided to buy. So, so I had a white ball python. And it was it was actually oh, the Lucy story. Yeah, it wasn't a it was like he sent me the picture on the side. It was actually an ivory, but I didn't know that at the time. And I hatched the first eggs from it, and they weren't yellow bellies, right? So I was like, I'm on to something here. Well, it turns out this dude that was like watching over my collection, helping my wife when I was building a new facility to move everything into when I was getting kicked off Matter Road, stole the first eggs. Wow. So I had these normal looking babies that came out. Well, Chad uh, Brown from the Seattle Seahawks, man. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. goes, he goes, I'll give you a hundred grand for a pair. Of I said, all right, excellent. He <laughs> sent me a hundred grand. I said, a pair of snakes. Well, I bred it the next year and I had yellow bellies. I said, oh, fuck me. So I had to call Chad up. I said, listen, dude, you know, we got a problem. He's like, talk to me. Should I, I just hatched yellow bellies out of that thing. And he's like, no way. And I said, yeah. I said, what do you want to do? Should I, you know, I don't want you suing me. I want to make this right. What do you want to do? He said, I, I'll tell you what. I said, I don't have a lot of cash right now, but I can send you 50. And then, and then, you know, how about I send you a box of, of, of a nice box, man, of all kinds of nice yeah. shit. And he was like, all right, that's, I'm good with that. I said, all right. So I had to go pack this box, man. And I put like probably 75, 80 grand of nice stuff in this mm -hmm. box. And I sent it to him plus the 50. And we're cool to this day, man. But I was like, God damn. So the guy, Jeff, that fucking ripped me off, I just ran into him two times uh, in the past year at at the local pub by my house. And the first time he comes up, he goes, hey, man, you look good. I said, listen, you fuck. I should get away from me. Don't even. I said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to fucking snap your neck. So he left. Then I'm there with my, my uh, girlfriend, and I see him again. And he just looked at me, and I looked at him, and like he waddled off on his way. I was like, God, I wanted to smash his face in. So he... Not only did he steal those eggs back in the day. Like he took the eggs. He took the whole clutch and put another clutch in normals oh. with this clutch, right? Like, like swap. Swap them. And so, like, I go to Chicago Reptile Show, right? Brian Potter's show. Mm -hmm. and, and my main guy... Chris Miller calls me up and he goes, dude, somebody's been in their building. 
there's snake bags on a freezer, you know, somebody's been in here. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I said, check the alarm. So the alarm had gone off at like three in the morning. Somebody was in there and it split. And it was Jeff. So he he stole some pies and some other stuff. Well, I caught him on this whole thing, man. And and I, we went to court. And the judge gets me to go back in the courtroom with him. He goes, what do you want to do with this guy? And he comes in. He comes in with, like, little hearing aids, man, acting. And I'm feeling sorry for the guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm like, what do you think we should do? And the judge is like, I think six months. He goes, you want more? I, I said, no, I'm cool with that. You know, I felt sorry for him, man. And I... You know, when I asked him why he ripped me off, he said he wanted to adopt another baby. You know, I said, well, why are you rip? You know, he goes, I don't know, dude. You know, I did it. And I was like, all right, man. He had to come to my shop and bring the pies back. So he brought his mother with him. And I'm sitting in my office with Chris and Paul and, and Amy. And, and he pulls up, right? I'm like, fuck. I got to go out there and, like, talk to him and get the pies, right? His mother's with him. And it was so hard, man. I went out there and he gave me the animals and everything. And I'm just staring at him. I'm like, God, I want to hit this guy. (laughs) But I was like, I said, you fucked up, dude. That was very stupid, man. You know, why would you do that to me? I thought of him as a great friend. I met him through Mark Spatero. We used to go to motorcycle races together and everything. It just blew my mind. But I was like, all right, you know, I got the, the animals from he went in for six months and that was the end of it but but the fact that he took those eggs man from that white snake yeah. and i thought i had something different than a, right. a ivory man <laughs> so i had normal babies man and when those fucking yellow bellies popped out the next year i said oh my god like i've been had like and i just sold a pair of fucking chad brown like i'm like for a hundred grand i'm like oh my and i sat in my office and i was just like i gotta call him and i'm like how do i what do i say man like you know and he's like dude i've been breathing the mail to all these high-end females oh right and i'm like oh jesus goodness i'm like whatever makes i said chad i don't know what to say brother it's a hard conversation I said, but, you know, I'll make it right. Whatever I got to do. He was very, very cool. Yeah. Let me off easy, I think. Gave him 50, and then I sent him a, a nice box of snakes, mm-hmm. man. Like, I packed some nice stuff. Well, whatever happened to the original clutch? I'm sorry? Whatever happened to the original clutch? Did that guy hatch them, or, like, the ones that he swapped? Dude, well, I don't know. I they don't just know. disappeared? I didn't even know he did it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I had him arrested for breaking into my place. Mm-hmm. He called me up. He says, hey, he calls Chris up. He says, hey, you going to the shop today? I want to get some rodents. And Chris Miller is headed to my shop. But he's like, no, I'm not headed to the shop today. Right? That's when Chris went there and the bags were there. Mm-hmm. So this guy had it lined up. But I had another dude, man, that came in from uh, Europe. And I should have known something because he was missing, missing teeth and shit. And he was buying possible hat albino bowlers. And they were like 2500 bucks back then. So we picked out like six of them. And I went upstairs, you know, I don't know for what, but I went upstairs. 
This dude switched them with Hex uh, when I was upstairs. And they were. So and I sold some possible What were the Hex going for? Then? I think it was nine grand for, for a, a head female, right? Like a, a trio. Yeah. Two point wow. one. Wow. But this guy ripped me off. Like I've, I you know, you, you meet you meet great people and you meet some bad people. Some bad seeds. We're talking about great people. How about this story for everybody staying up late? I'm, I'm glad I thought about this, but I'm almost positive you have a story with a infamous guitar player from a rock band in the 80s with a single name, Guns N' Roses. Did Slash, you sold him a snake. Yeah, you yeah. went out and partied with her or something? Yeah, we didn't really party. But you went out there, right? You yeah, we went out there. there. And look, look, so we're so fucking hungover in the morning, man. I'm like, and Mike Gully's there. We took Mike Gully. So Mike Gully wrote in coach. So slash and me and Gino were in first class, and we're slinging the curtain open. We're going, motherfucker, what's up? You know, and Gully didn't really drink, right? So Gino and I get fucked up. We end up in L.A. We go to... Uh, but how did this whole you know, thing prehistoric start? prehistoric patch. Whole... Well, okay, so one day I, my phone rings. You know, no cell phones back then. I had wall-mounted phones everywhere. And I picked the phone up, and some dude on the other end is like, uh, nice, uh, right? this is uh, Slash, uh, well, Saul Hudson. I said, fuck you, Hiroshi. I thought it was Hiroshi <laughs> fucking me, right? And he starts <laughs> laughing. He starts laughing at and I'm listening to his voice. I go, I said, hold on for a second, motherfucker. I put my hand over the phone. I go, dude, I think I got slashed from Guns N' Roses on the phone. And Gully comes over, right? I'm like, all right, what, what's up? And and he's like, no, this is so awesome, Slash. You know, when I want to buy a pair out by the boat. And I'm like, it is you, isn't it? <laughs> he goes, yeah, it, it's me. <laughs> You're real. For real. Dude, we fucking... I told Gino, my best friend, I said, listen, man, we're going to California and we're going to get fucked up with Slash. And Gino goes, no way. I'm going to talk to the old lady. I'll call you back. <laughs> right. So he hangs up on me. My best friend, right? He calls him back like five minutes later. He goes, he goes, really? I said, yeah. You in? Did you get a green card? He goes, yeah, I got a green card. And I said, all right, I'll make the fucking flight arrangements. And we get on this airplane and, and of course... Casino drinks and I drink. We go into first class. We stuff Gully back in the back of the plane, dude. He's back there. <laughs> and him and I are just fucking having a great time with these stores. We have flight attendants, whatever you want to call them. Ever having a great time. And we're fucking with Gully. We go, I got video, Timmy. I have videos of us. Look, Hiroshi, who worked for Slash at the time, is a black belt. And he's a little motherfucker with long hair halfway down his back and he's badass so we're fighting him in the parking lot and i got a video dude he kicks me in the fucking chest man i swear to god stepped me across the parking lot i i hit the ground dude. i passed out right i'm laying on the fucking parking lot i'm like god damn it that hurt and G i could hear gino laughing i'm like you motherfucker that's bullshit right and then we we proceed to fight again right and then we're back at, uh, so Slash comes, you know, he leaves. And then it's, uh, God, what's his name, man? So it's Hiroshi, me, Gino, and Jim. This motherfucker Jim 
worked for Slash too. And I've been friends with him. I've been hanging out with him a couple of years. He's crazy and shit. So we're doing bong hits, pulling tubes, and everything. <laughs> and Hiroshi wants to fight. Like he's all amped up now. Well, there's a set of steps to go up to this little storage room. Uh, Gino tries to go up the steps to get to fucking Hiroshi. And he kicks Gino the chest. He flies down the steps. I said, Oh, how did that feel? Motherfucker. <laughs> And we just proceeded yeah. to party and carry on in California for like a week. Oh, yeah, because God. wasn't the boa that um, Slash had on the cover of Reptiles? That was one of the, I think it was an albino boa. Might have been. I saw him two nice Carl yeah. fuckers, man. Like, the Slash was on the cover of Reptiles yeah. magazine. And I think it was an albino boa that he was on the cover with. So, so Gino and I are so fucking hungover. And Mike Gully and 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 uh, Hiroshi are cleaning snake cages to make it look nice, nice for Slash when he gets there. And I said, I can't hang here, man. It's bullshit. I said, where can we go? We need we need some Jack and Cokes or whatever, man. This is bullshit. So they drive us up the street and drop us off at a TGI Fridays, man. Right? <laughs> Me and Gino are sitting there just getting busy on some Jack and Cokes. And then... Uh, Fucking Jim comes in. Jim's got long fucking hair. You got a picture of this dude, right? He comes in. He goes, be gone, his entourage. Be gone, his entourage. Me and Gino are sitting <laughs> I said, oh, fuck you. Here we go, man. <laughs> Some motherfucker here wants us. And we're fucked up, man. So Slash is supposed to not be drinking and smoking or anything. But I bought a whole bar. Dude, I set up a fucking bar in the warehouse. And I know what he likes, cranberry and vodka. I got some shots. I got everything all laid out, cigarettes, the whole nine yards. So we had to wait like two hours, man. He was supposed to be there like seven. He got there like nine, whatever. And I, it's fucking bang, bang, bang at the door. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's him. <laughs> I open the door. There he is. Dude, he has his top hat on. He's like, what's up? I'm like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> He's got this dude with him, man. This buff motherfucker mm -hmm. with him, right? And he's paying this dude to keep him from doing drugs and drinking. Really? So, so as soon as he walks in, I go, "Hey, I should. I got everything all set up. You want a, you want a, a, a fucking and and cranberry? I hear you like that." He goes, "Yeah." And this dude goes, "No, fuck you, fuck you." So I pour him a strong one, man. I give it to him, man. I see you want to smoke. Yeah, I love Barbara Lights. I said, I know. Here, <laughs> and this dude stared at me going, going, what the fuck, man? You're not even listening to me. And I'm like, no, I'm not listening. Fuck you. You're not even here, motherfucker. So he had two spots in a warehouse. So, so we're at the one. We hang out there. We look at snakes. And then we're walking to the other one, right? It's like across the parking lot, mm -hmm. thousand feet away. I think Slash smoked three of my cigarettes walking over. He goes, can I have another one? I said, sure. Absolutely, brother. <laughs> we go over there and look at the other snakes. And then <clears throat> we go to this nightclub. You know, it's me, Hiroshi, and Gino. The dude that was the bouncer guy for him was there. And he's eyeballing me. Uh -huh. Eyeballing me, man. And Hiroshi goes, I'm going to kick his ass. <laughs> Shit, don't do that, man. You'll kill him. You'll hurt him. So the guy's just staring at me. We end up having drinks together. The guy was cool. 
but he was slashes like guy yeah. to keep him keep straight. Didn't work. Didn't work. By the time Slash left the warehouse, he was fucking stumbling. <laughs> was there a particular reason he wasn't drinking or smoking? He or just, just was on a sabbatical, man. He no. was like, you know, think how much partying that yeah. guy did, right? Yeah. So he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm just not, you know. Sometimes you got to take a little break. But he, he dove into the uh, the cranberry and vodkas. He he did shots. He yeah. Like and that dude was like, "What the fuck am I here for?" And I was like, "I don't know. Why don't you leave? <laughs> <laughs> You're still getting paid. Shut up." <laughs> when everyone went to prehistoric pets the next day, I see Jay Brewer, mm-hmm. and I had my video camera. I was always, you know, videotaping everything. And Gino was so sick of it, man. My best friend. He gets out of the front seat. I'm in the back, shoved in the back in his car. And piece of shit. Rookie. And Gina goes, Pete with that fucking camera. I was videotaping him. He goes, Pete with that camera. I'm going to shove that thing up your ass. I'm like, shut up. And we were showing, we go into uh, prehistoric pets and hang out with Jay Brewer. Yeah. Excellent, man. What a nice place. Yes. Yeah, he has a cool. nice fucking place, man. Excellent. So, yeah. A lot of dumb shit has happened over the years. All as a result from snakes. You got to write a book, man. <laughs> you got to you got to write a fucking book. Uh, I've had too much fun, man. I can't. Even, it feels like another lifetime now. To be honest with you, it's like uh, like I'm older now, fifty eight, right? And I got a twenty year old and nineteen year old daughter. Great fucking kids. I'm so blessed. Uh, but it seems like when I look back, it seems like another life. Mm-hmm. Like now it's like so different, man. It, it, it's just, I don't know, all that crazy time back then. Mm-hmm. And like just diving in, man, and getting into it. Well, like with the snakes and the past. people. Yeah. I loved it, man. I loved the animals, but I also loved the people. Mm-hmm. Like I was meeting people I thought I could never meet. Man, I'm, I'm going down to Brian Sharp's house and get my hair cut by his wife. <laughs> and, and and we're getting foster oil cans and we're driving around in Virginia catching snakes. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Then I'm in Crutchfield, you know, and I'm like, you know, well, my first trip to Florida was Bill and Kathy Love. Mm-hmm. So I had gotten in touch with them out of uh, notes from Noah. Yep. Right. And I said, I'm coming to Florida. I'm going to see this friend of mine in Miami. I want to come over to Fort Myers and hang out with you guys. <clears throat> and they were like, cool. So I met them at some pizza joint. And they were so freaking nice. It was unbelievable. We had pizza. We went back to their house, looked at all corn snakes with Kathy and Bill. And then I went snake hunting for like, I don't know, a week. Hmm. He's got some good shit here. Look. I'm not even a rye guy. That's been sitting on the fridge for like two years. So you can take that with you when you leave. (laughs) I'll kill it. No, I'll be dead tomorrow. (laughs) No, but we were, I was showing him. So I'm with Timmy. So he convinces me, well, not convinced me, but he's like, dude, I'm going to Florida and you want to go. And I was like, well, I got nothing really going on. And I had to sit down with my, my, wife-to-be, 
And I'm like, let's don't be mad at me. I said, but I'm going to Florida. And she just stared at me, man, for like a minute, like with fire in her eyes. And I was like, she goes, who are you going with? I said, Timmy. She goes, school teacher, Timmy? I said, yeah. Thinks about it a little bit. She goes, well, I guess if you're going to go with somebody, that's a better one to go with than some of your other knucklehead friends. And I said, are you cool with this? And she, it took her a while, but she was like, yeah. You know, so here nice. we sit, man. We're we're in Savannah, almost in Savannah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Timmy's buddy's house doing a podcast. Yep. Excellent. And then we're headed down to Florida, man. Justin, he said you're not going to make the show. There. I am going. Oh, you're down? Yeah, there was a point I might within the last week. I might get him to leave me here. <laughs> you go home, man. I'll, get a, I'll catch a flight. I'll just go right to Daytona. Man, we that's that's the one show that I I went for the first time in 2019, and now it's it's like the one thing a year that I gotta yeah, I go do. To, I wanted the first you know? one. So Ted Pites got beat up. He pinched some girl's ass, <laughs> and he, he ended up in an ambulance. Jesus, that was that was the first year, and that was for the Holiday Inn next right. to the Twin Towers. Right. Then they did two. And I two had met Wayne for the first time, and and, and I don't know because it was originally in Orlando, Orlando right? Well, that's that's that, that was the first one. Yeah, the Twin Towers were in Orlando, but it was at a Holiday Inn one year. Okay. So this motherfucker, Wayne. Moves the show from uh, Orlando to Daytona. So I go to Daytona, the first one, right? And I run into this sexy little mama at uh, the Ocean Deck. So I'm there with Cameron Tepeddleton, Mike, who worked for SIG in California, Mm -hmm. me, and I think that was it, the three of us, man. So, So we stop on the beach, we smoke a blunt, and we go in there and we sit down and I'm staring at this beautiful lady. And she's got this little sexy tattoo on her back and I'm just staring at her. And Cameron's talking to me and he's going, dude, go talk to her. What the fuck? Dude, you're just staring. You can't even have a conversation. I should have memorized. I said, look how beautiful she is. And he goes, go talk to her. And I was like, I can't. I can't. And he goes, go talk to her. And I said, I can't. And then I walk over there, right? She's got a big ring on her finger. So I talked to her, and it was her two aunts with her, right? Mm-hmm. And and I talked to her, and, like, look, there was something happening, man, like looking at each other. But I saw the ring on her finger, and I was like, I don't do that, right? I'm not a, you know, guy that's going to break up the marriage or whatever. But I couldn't stop thinking about it. So the next day, the next night, I go there, Um couple of us and i'm sitting there in a chair and i'm just staring at the door man and i see her walk in i go uh-oh and she scopes around and sees me comes right down she goes we gotta go outside and talk i sorry right, let's go so we go outside she goes listen i'm wearing the ring i'm separated i'm living at my parents house i'm wearing the ring because i don't want people picking up on me and shit she goes but i like you and i was like God, I'm in love with you. I said, I'm fucking love. I said, I knew what to tell you. And so we hung out that weekend and all. And then she lived in Michigan. So she went home and hit me up. And 
I said, why don't you just pack your bags? She goes, I'll bring my mom with me. I said, okay, that's cool. Pack your bags and, and come. Come to my house. <laughs> I married her. I had two kids with her. Uh, you know, and do that just happened on a whim down in Florida. Mm -hmm. Dude, we always we always say it, man. Daytona is a fucking magical show. Dude, it was excellent. Like I and that so I so I would fuck with Wayne. I go, listen, you fucker. I said, Christ, if you had left the show in Orlando, I said I wouldn't have two fucking kids eating all my food and shit. We <laughs> used to joke about it all the time, man. But Wayne is, I don't know, man. I, I love him, man. He's such a uh, amazing uh, herper, uh, a person, his personality. Like last year, I, I swear to God, man, I'm driving down the road. And I'm like, dude, I'm a little late. And it's like midnight. He's like, come to my suite. And I said, okay, we'll be there shortly. And we do. We went up to his suite and my old lady was like, get the fuck out of here. Like Wayne was so cool. We're up in the suite. We stayed till like two o'clock in the morning, man. And then we went across the street to our B and B. <laughs> but dude, Wayne Hill. I mean, you know, I'm in his room hanging out with him, just shooting the breeze, man. You know, how cool was that? Like, so I think more of the meeting of of, of some really nice people uh is is even better than the the reptiles. The Absolutely. Reptiles cool and everything. Yeah. But but I got a chance to meet people from Italy, you know, John Rigoro, man, all these cool people all over the world, man. Like like that part of it was I think better than the reptiles, man. Just to be able like you have in mind, like for you and I, man. Uh, I said, man, I love I had a trans Pecos rat snake. You said, I got one right here. I said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, you know, just like the, I don't know, the whole friendship thing. And like, I would have never met you, dude. I would have never met you if it wasn't for the snakes right. and mm -hmm. everything. And, and you know, I would have never met. Like, it's just that part of it to me was like the mind blowing part, man. Like, they, I would lay in yeah. bed and think about it and go, wow, I just met this dude from wherever. Mm -hmm. I had these guys come to my house one time. They were from uh, Czech, the Czech Republic, right? So, so I, you know, I'm walking around the house. I'm doing some chores and stuff. I bang, bang, bang on the front door, right? I open the door. These motherfuckers can't talk to me. They can't talk English. Mm -hmm. And they got a translation book. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at these two dudes, man. I'm like, fuck are you doing here? Who are you? You know, and they're like, you know, and they're going through a little book and they're trying to talk to me. I'm like, how the fuck did you find my house? Well, they went to the post office up the street. I had I had a postal right. So I had P.O. Box 150, oh, okay. mm -hmm. right? Long Green, Maryland. Well, these dudes go to the post office and say, where's the snake man? You know, and they're trying to do it with their book. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess you guys are settling. I said, come on, let me walk to the house, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fuck with these motherfuckers, man. <laughs> so, so I, 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 I have this titty bar down the street, right? And Felicia, this chick I know, is so beautiful, man. I take him there, and 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 I, I go up to the machine when I get there, and I get like I don't know, 
a hundred dollars in one dollar bills, and I sit down with these guys, and they're they got their little book. Trying to talk to me, I can't talk. To and when I feed them booze and shit, and the tits are, and I so I gave Felicia, good friend of mine. I gave she's beautiful, dude, beautiful. I give her like a hundred bucks or two. I don't know. I give her some cash, and I go. I want you to rub your titties all over their fucking heads, right? I want to see this shit happen, right? So they did. I mean, she did. Look, she had beautiful tits, too. And she's squeezing them in her face and shit. And they got their little bulk. And, they're <laughs> and I'm like, this is fucking not happening right now. And I'm like, God damn it, man. Like, this can't get any better. Like, like shit like that to me was the, like that was the funny moments of being in the in the snake business was just meeting cool people. Yeah. I mean that's that's what Daytona's morphed into for us. You know, we we talk about it all the time. Like the, the reptile show is just a bonus. Like other than that, like we go there to hang out with people, you know. Like yeah, I like going to the show, but I love I'm a it's hanging out with everybody and stuff for the weekend, you know. Like being able to meet all these people all over the world man was like mm -hmm. amazing to me like you meet people in your neighborhood the bar whatever but no this is a whole nother level man meeting like fucking bill bill love kathy love yeah uh, crutchfield uh uh adam uh, uh chris mcquade man like all these people just like wow man like i remember meeting this family. dude for the first time man that was the first daytona i went to because I, I got to pee in cody's yeah, lake I got to pee in Cody's late and I was staying the night and they were like, oh yeah, James, uh, James and Tim are staying. I'm like, who? They're like James Opdal and Tim Morris. I was like, wait a second. Sweetheart, man. Haven't seen her in 20 some fucking years or whatever. We had dinner last night. She came and then Sean came who Sean did become a doctor, man. He's helping mm -hmm. me out. The dude, he's a great guy. I'm sticking my tongue in his ear. <laughs> I got pictures, man. I got pictures. Sean's a cool dude. He is a good guy. So then we're riding down the road, and Timmy tells me, we're looking at some badass Porsche, man, like a $100,000, $200,000 Porsche, whatever. And Timmy goes, that's what Sean has. I go, that's you motherfucker. <laughs> you actually have one of these things. And Sean is Christian's yeah. uh, older brother. Mm -hmm. Sean is his shit, man. I mean, even just the Condors, they've been some of the best in the world, man. Yeah. I mean, bar none. And he did some of the original stuff, too, with a lot of the uh, Poison Hour Frogs. Mm -hmm. So many people down over the years, uh, man. It's, that's, yeah. excellent, that's the excellent part, uh, to me, of this industry, is the people that you meet. Mm -hmm. Like, that is like how does that happen, man? Yeah. Like, I would have never met. Like, I could just name off a ton of people, man, that I've met. And it, that's, like, the best part. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is what matters, man. The snakes are cool, too. Don't get me wrong. But the people, Mike Jolliffe, Lunchbox, Mike man. Jolliffe, yeah. Dude, Jolliffe would come to my house, right? And he had the underdog Lunchbox, right? Well, there was LSD in there, weed. Everything he'd come to my house, he'd just want to photograph my snakes, and I'm like, All right, cool. 
So we're in the big snake building on Manor Road, man. And then he got his little lunchbox, man. So we proceed to partake into the lunchbox. Well, Bob and I went down to the basement. So I had these metal steps that went down to another 5,000 square feet down there. And I'm like, Bob, Bob. And he comes over. I'm like, dude, I'm so high. So Jolliffe got us, right? So he's at the top of the steps and we're at the bottom of the steps. And I'm like, I can't, I can't get up there. <laughs> he's laughing he's, and he's got his camera and everything he does great photographs yeah. right but like that's just one of those times man where you're like wow like wow like this is so cool man and I could go to my house and go to bed and Jolliffe would stay up all night and photograph all this nice stuff mm-hmm. but I didn't have a, a care in the world man I, I knew Jolliffe was a cool dude man I didn't worry about it yeah and he was the underdog he had a lunchbox, the underdog, man. Said, Damn. <laughs> and when he had that lunchbox in his hand, I was like, wow, I know what's in there. And it's not going to help me out tonight. Scooby snacks. Box full of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, it wouldn't change a thing, man. Yeah, it's, uh, there's, I mean, there's, there's people that I've met through through snakes that I talk to on, on more of a regular basis than extended family that lives here in town, you know, hundred percent, like, man. Like Mac Robinette. Who? Love him. So Mac is down here. He's in the Carolina somewhere. Uh, he shows up at my front door, right? And he's got this sexy little chick with him in a sundress. And I couldn't even talk to him because I was looking at her. I was like, Oh, my goodness. Yeah, who's this guy? Mac Robinette. Robinette Reptiles. So, so he stays for a couple of days and a uh, beautiful girl. So I go down to Strictly again. I'm getting some animals from Strictly. I'm showing him some animals and I'm headed home and I call him up and he goes, Come to my house. So he was like 40 minutes off 95. I go there and his, his old lady's doing um, uh, a a, a bikini uh, titty thing, whatever, right? And he's like, well, we're going to go there. And, and, you know, she's she's walking around the fucking house new. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, she's so beautiful, man. I'm like, what the fuck? We end up going to this titty bar. She wins, hands down. Were you the one telling me of, um, you know, that, that was it, that move, uh, the series that, Lion King, Tiger King. Tiger King. Oh, there was that guy Mario, didn't you? Oh, listen to this shit. You knew Mario. Well, I, I, I met him. Yeah. I'm down at the Expo in Florida, and he had uh, Zoological 2000. So I think it was around the year 2000, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I've heard stories about him. Like they, uh, you know, got into some drug dealing shit, whatever. And he went to jail for quite a while, but then he got out. So I'm hearing all the stories about him, right? And I'm kind of petrified, to be honest with you. Uh, I meet him at the Gaspo. Kim Bell introduced me to him and uh, exchanged phone numbers and all. And, and, you know, I'm out partying, running around at the Expo. And he calls me up, ding, ding, ding. I said, hello. And he's like, hey, man. Amen. <laughs> Come to my fucking room. <laughs> what room number or what tower are you in? And what, what, you know, so I go up there, man. 
fucking, I got a drink in my hand. I go up there. I'm half cocked. Open the door, right? Bang on the door. He opens the door. And he's like perched. He's perched up on this bed. This old lady's laying next to him. I'm like, kidding you, man. Like, I don't know if I should say this on on this slide. (laughs) Shit, but dude, there was a pile of cocaine like this big. It's like an ant man. <laughs> I like walk in the room. I got my drink right. He's like, he's like, hey, man, check it out. Check it out. I'm checking it out. Take it. Okay. So I stuck my fucking nose in this big pile of shit. And I'm like, uh oh. And I look at Mario and I go, dude, I'm fucking done. Goodbye. Like, I ran. Like, I went out of this room. I went, I, I was like, there's hundreds of people down in the lobby. I can't see any of them. I couldn't even hear them. I <laughs> and I go down this, I go down these fucking steps, man. And I'm out behind the pool, right? I'm like, fuck. And then I, I dart across behind the pool. I go, because my tower's over there. Like, you know, I'm like, fuck, I gotta get to my room. So I get to my room and I like suck down like the little miniatures that are in the fucking fridge fucking down like seven of them i'm like all right i can breathe now <laughs> my old lady's calling me she's like where are you at i should not be right there give me a second Fuck. go down there you know and i'm like fuck me man i c- couldn't even talk to anybody i was so fucked up and i was like damn that was crazy man like mario and he was scary dude like he he scared like i'm not scared of many people he fucking scared me. Like he was a, a like a, a, he's a bad dude, him? man. Bad dude. Did you do any dealings with him? Well, yeah. So I mean, is that why he called you up to do? He owed me, he owed me three grand. I said, "Fuck it, I'm not even worried about it." And Kim <laughs> you can keep it. Bell <laughs> sold him some shit, right? And her and I are on the phone, and I'm like, I'm like, he owes me three grand. She goes, he owes me like thirty five hundred. I said, I'm not fucking sweating. <laughs> I'm not even calling this motherfucker up to ask him for the fucking money. He can keep it's it. Trip, man. Yeah. yeah, that was another time, man. Just there's so many beautiful stories and times and, and hanging out with people and Yeah, well yeah, like a guarded gated thing to get in his facility in this line thing. Yeah, I, I went there I went there once. Oh uh, you did? You did? Wow. Like, did yeah, you meet but... Mario? Uh, well, we've met countless times, and like I'm sure he knows my face, but he don't know me, know me, you know. But I went there one time, probably about a decade ago, to pick up marmosets, and uh, I remember driving into like the compound, and this, and he had like renovated it several times since then, so it probably doesn't look the same. But I remember he came out, and he had someone meet me, one of his like you know employees or whatever. The employee hand, hands me what's that? His subordinates. Yes, yes, exactly. And uh, the, the the subordinate had like the little cat carriers. You know what I'm talking about? Little plastic cat carriers. <laughs> yeah. So he's got he's got two cat carriers, one in each hand. Each one's got like two or three marmosets and baby marmosets in each one. And he's like, "Hey, man, you're Phil." And I said, "Yeah." He goes, "And you, you know Mario?" And I look over, and he just kind of gives me the yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he's and a scary did, dude, man. Yeah, and I, I did the, the traditional, you know, <laughs> the one hand, and uh, 
and he, he nodded he, he nodded completely straight faced and uh, I took my little my little marmoset carriers and I got in my car and I got the hell out of there <laughs> so, yeah. yeah man yeah like uh, when I met him man I was very intimidated but we switched phone numbers and and when I got that phone call man it was like I don't know 11 maybe and yeah. I'm in the bar with a whole shitload of people and I'm pretty fucking tuned up but he's like, hey, man, come to my fucking room. I was like, okay. You walk okay. in, there's tarps all over the floor, and oh, he's made man. a murder room. Just all that stuff is so cool, man. Like, just meeting all those people over the years, man. How cool is that? Like, it would have never happened for any of us mm -hmm. if it wasn't for reptiles. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It would have never happened, man. Agreed. So, so that, that's my say on the whole thing, man. Like that is the best part of the reptile industry is, is actually getting to meet people like yeah. awesome people from everywhere. Oh, yeah. Like meeting you right now, man. Meeting it, you know, I mean, yeah. it just goes on. It doesn't stop. This no. shit keeps going on, man. Like, it, it, you know, it's I, I, I'm a people for, I like people. I mean, there's not good people all the time. You meet some bad right. ones, whatever. Yeah. But 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 that doesn't stop me from wanting to meet people. Mm -hmm. Like I don't think about it like, uh, oh, I don't want to meet people because there's some bad ones. No. Right. Fuck the bad ones, man. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones. There are. Yeah, I dig it, man. Yeah. Like right now, I just met his daughter. She's nine. Mm -hmm. Cute, right? It just like that to me and his wife. Mm -hmm. You know that's. I just think the rhino rats, shit, man. I love it, man. Like I'll leave here tonight, and I will lay in bed with Timmy. You know when he's, you know, rubbing Not my with back me. <laughs> with me. You know with what I'm saying? Uh, and I will think about, you know, everything. Timmy will yeah, scratch man. my back until three, until <laughs> I let him go. Like I'll say, listen, motherfucker, I'm about done with you scratching my back. How about you stop that? I was showing him snakes earlier, and he's like, "Is there a mark on my forehead?" I was like, "No, why?" He's like, "I got bit by an annulated boa." <laughs> yeah, so Which isn't that isn't that like we're in his house, man? We're fucking around with the annulated boa, but this this motherfucker just latched onto my forehead. I said, "I can't get him off, Timmy." <laughs> That's what happens when you stick your head into the enclosure. Oh. So aren't those supposed to be like the chill corrales though? I don't they know. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not, they're not at night when you're, you know. That was fun, man. Yeah, that was a good time. I don't know if you can even see anything. Is there any way of <laughs> <laughs> you can text it to or text it to me and I'll send it to Phil. <laughs> and then it gets stuck. Yeah. It opened his mouth so fucking I was trying to get, the, to get to the video function of my... Of my uh... God damn it to me. I can't get them all. <laughs> and it's just like, now Now we're back in his house. like, yeah. And we're doing gin and tonics. I'm yeah. playing with the snakes. Hey, your way. Oh, you got Phil's attention. Gin. Love it. Love me some pine needles. <laughs> Tim, have you ever kept Russian burger eye? No, no, no. They're they're getting around now. Ah, right? Man, that's snake. that's a bucket list snake for me. Here I'm gonna send you this too. Check out the uh, head pattern on this. Well, I guess they're not called Erie and Giants anymore, but 
Darwin. You, you can say that on our show. Okay. Hey, man, show, show Timmy's good friends with Trooper Walsh, who, who like, basically ran the Washington Zoo. Oh, yeah. And he's he the, he's the, the legend, man. The dragons yeah. yep. at yep. the Washington Zoo. So I go there one time. So Timmy hooks me up with Troop, where I become friends with him, whatever. He invites me down. He's just a fucking baby's rat. And I said, I'm on my fucking way. Drive down there. Takes me into this room. It's 130 degrees in there, right? And he, he's got a pole. So I'm like, where the fuck is the Komodo? He goes, boom, boom, boom on the ground a couple times. This big lizard climbed out of a hole. And it, it, it was not, dude, I was like, what the fuck? And I'm trying to get to the door. I want to get out of there at this point. <laughs> this thing is massive. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, this is scary as fuck. And I'm sweating profusely because it's 130. Like, I'm like, what's in, the, in their exhibit? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. hot. It's hot. And I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. A troop was like, no, no, you're not going anywhere. And I'm like, fuck me. I'm in this cage with this massive lizard and trooper with a stick, with a fucking stick. I'm like, what's that going to do to help us? <laughs> this thing's, I mean, it came out of a hole in the earth, man. Its head was this long. Dude, I'm not even kidding you. Its tongue was like that long. I was like, fuck. Like, I can't deal with this trooper. He'll be fine. He won't bite you. I said, oh, oh, that's very reassuring. <laughs> Again, and famous last words. Room, and look, these little Komodos are coming out of the egg, man. The first ones ever hatched in captivity. The Washington Zoo. Dude, I'm looking at them. I'm like, what the? And they were pretty big, dude, for babies. I wish they kept that color. Yeah, they got that. The, would have been freaking sweet. Did you ever get the uh, the infamous offer for the special water monitors back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. Well, his big focus was the Komodos, man, I think. Right? No, what I was saying is we, we would always get, like, the email that says, you know, oh, my name is, you know, Bob, and I'm with this importer, and you've already spent, you know, $100,000 in imports with us, so... I, if you want this next shipment of, you know, sulfur water monitors, we have some special ones with big yellow spots. Wink, 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 wink. $300. Wink, 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 wink. Yep. Have to be like, no, no, you can keep those ones. No problem. Keep them. Wow. Did you text that, Jimmy? Because so it didn't come through yet, live, Tim. Brother? What's that? Where do you live? I'm down in Boca. Boca Raton. Oh, good. We'll see you in a, like a, a day and a half. Nice. Are you guys coming? You guys are coming down this way or no? Yes, sir. Where are you guys heading? Everywhere. Down 75, up 95. Nice. Good stuff, man. Yeah, I, uh, I wish uh, I wish you guys were going to Strictly or Underground or something. I'd link up with you guys. Dude, I go, I, I'll go. I'll meet you at Strictly. <laughs> Listen, okay. So you know Manny Frady? Yes. Do you know him? I know. I know who you're talking about. All right. So, so, so I did a deal with Manny down at Daytona, right? He gave me like a bunch of cash, and then he, he owed me thirty uh, grand. And so I'm calling him, man. He's not picking up the phone. There was a like, big fiasco with that whole thing, right? I said, yeah, "You don't live that far from me, you piece of shit." 
So it went on and on for like two years, man. And I finally said, fuck it, I'm going down there and get my money. So I get this buddy of mine, Kevin, who goes to all the shows with me, has for, you know, 20 years, right? He flies in from California and and we fly down to Florida and we get a, we rent a, a convertible Corvette, which my old lady was not happy about. She was like, you're having too much fun. I hate you. And uh, I go to Strictly, right? Because I don't know where Manny's fucking, you know, his little uh, mortgage business actually wasn't little. But so little Ray, little Ray gets in the car. He goes, I'll show you exactly where it is. I said, good. So I follow little Ray out of Strictly. And it's like a mile up the road, dude, a mile and a half. And and little Ray points out the window at this building. I said, damn, that's nice. Like, how can this guy not pay me my 30 grand? Look at this place. <laughs> so I go in there, and it's like three levels, man, all glass and shit. There's sexy lady behind the counter and shit. When I walk in, I said, where the fuck is, where the fuck is Manny? And she goes, right next door at the bank. I said, excellent. <laughs> Excellent what timing, yeah. right? It's like noon. So I go over to the bank and as I open the door, Manny's walking out. I go, hey, motherfucker, how are you doing? And he just puts his head down and he goes, fuck, you know, and he goes, you're going to beat me up. I said, I'm thinking about it. I said, it depends on what you're going to say to me when I ask this next question. I said, where's the fucking money? He goes, well, I have it tomorrow. I said, well, let's go to lunch. Let's go to lunch. So we went to lunch and hung out, man. I like Manny. I, I don't want to say anything bad. This is back in the day. He was going through some hard times, man, with the mortgage business at the time. You know, so I don't want to say anything bad about it. But but it was classic. But he did. He, he took us out to lunch, man. He paid me. Everything's cool. You know, it, you know, it worked out all right. <laughs> business. <laughs> but, yeah, I want the, the Venostrums, man, because Mikey told me, he says, I know where shop is. I said, I'll come to your place. I'll meet you there. Time you get in. He's nine. I said, I'll be there at 12. <laughs> and nice. Little Ray took me over there, man. Oh, oh another wow. great story. Look, I go down to Van Ostrin's and I, I'm buying some shit. I'm selling some shit. And they had this pair of Angolan pythons, man, from some zoo. And and Big Ray had him back in, you know, his office back there, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we've got him back there. And, you know, him and Mike are like, look at him, look at him. And they're like, you know, two and a half feet, whatever, 30 grand. Oh, yeah. And I'm studying them. And I'm thinking, yeah, I want to breathe these things. So I'm, I'm going to buy them. I said, listen, I can't pay you right now. You give me the fuckers. I'll take them home. And then I'll pay you with the expo. And the expo was like another month ahead or whatever. So, so Big Ray and Mikey gave them to me. I took them home. And then at the expo, I paid them, man. So, I mean, those guys are Genie, uh, Mikey, Little Ray, Big Ray. Shit. Yeah, man. The whole family. Yeah. Dude, Genie used to sneak in because I did the Venomous Room. Genie used to sneak in the Venomous Room because... Pops was really cool, man. He wouldn't he wouldn't make me like clock in, clock out. He's kind of like, as long as the shit gets done, you don't got to worry about you know yeah. being here exactly at nine o'clock or whatever. So like sometimes I'd stroll in at like ten or eleven, whatever, you know. And uh, Jeannie used to sneak in the room and she would hang Playgirl magazines 
all around the room. Yeah. yeah. And and then they would be sitting in the office in, 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 in the back, in that little back office where the Angolans were, and they would be on, watching me on camera. And I'd be sitting there trying to unlock the door, and I'd be like, why are all the lights off? And i walk in, there's just dicks everywhere. Dude, I love Jeannie, man. She was the best. And dude, she bred some tortoises, man. Dude, she had some crazy aldabras, like weird, crazy colored, like slate colored aldabras. I'm sure stuff, she man. did, man. Working awesome. for Strictly, man. Oh yeah, oh, she loved them tortoises, man. How long did you work for Mikey? So I, I started basically I being a, a what's that? Oh, I'm the lighter. Trying to get the lighter. Oh. Uh, so I started working for Jay Eaton, and basically we would do. Uh, we were supplying all the rodents for like a, almost all the big box pet stores in Florida. And I had to make several stops a day. And one of which would be to go to Strictly and get some like, like some, some filler stuff for orders and whatnot. So I was going to Strictly and, and picking stuff up and dropping stuff off for Jay, probably at least four, if not five days a week. And, uh, and then pops wanted a venomous guy and I was kind of moonlighting it. And then me and Jay, very politely parted ways. We're still very, very good friends. And I want to be in full time there. And I did that for a couple of years, not, not long, but I mean, I would say maybe three, four years total with everything. So, and I worked for underground before that. So I'd always see my, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I knew that. <laughs> hey, you know, Amir, right? Uh, I know. I know him. Not like that though. Oh, I do. Let me yeah. tell you a funny story, man. <laughs> We're gonna get into this fucking story. Hold on. Yeah, man. He's uh he's quite the character. So we've been doing business and everything, and I, I I'm fucking good with Amir and all. He comes to my fucking house and we go immediately from the uh from the airport to the bar. Oh no, liquor store. And and Amir seems like a connoisseur. Of, of whiskey, okay. right? So he wants to get this bottle of, of beautiful, nice, like a $120 bottle of whiskey, right? Sure. I'm like, excellent, excellent. So we go to my house. My old lady's there. She's cooking food and everything. And Schmear, well, Amir, I call Schmear. Anyway, we're doing shots in the kitchen and hanging out, you know. And I'm on 117 acres. Now we're going to go get medieval. We're going to get in side-by-sides. We're going out to the woods and get crazy. So, so Amir, you know, he's doing these shots with me, and I'm thinking he's he's got it, man. He's he's good with this shit, right? He, he can handle this. Well, we're out on the deck, and he starts talking shit about Tracy Barker. He's, he's talking about 9-11 and shit. I said, you motherfucker, man, you're starting to get on my nerves. So... We get in, I get in with him in my side-by-side. My old lady gets in her side-by-side with a friend, and we go into the woods, right? So, Schmear's kind of getting on my nerves a little bit. So, we pull into the river, and I drag him out of the side-by-side. I'm fucking drowning him in the river. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Hold on to the water until we start sucking some water in his his lungs and shit. And and then and then I get him back in the side by side, and then we go across the creek to my buddy Jay's hundred some acres, right? And Amir goes, "I got to take a piss." I said, "Get out!" 
take a piss, motherfucker. So he gets out, right? I take off. <laughs> it's pitch dark, man. Pitch dark. I leave him. I go across the fucking river. My old lady's over there with my friend, and she's like, where the fuck is here? I should have left him over there. She goes, you can't do that. I should, oh, fuck. All right, I'll go get him. So I go over, and he's bouncing his head off trees, man. Like, he's fucking hammered. And I'm like, get it. And he's off, thank you, thank you, saving me, man, you motherfucker. You know, <laughs> I drive across the river, hook up with my old lady, and we were out of smokes. I said, go get some cigarettes, would you, baby? And she leaves, go get cigarettes. Well, I, I had also stopped at this water hole, right? And it was like four feet deep. It smelled like fucking ass. And I, I stopped right there, and I go, come here, smear. And I pulled them out, and I threw them in there, and I choked them around a little bit. I put them back in the fucking side by side, drove back to the house, right? My old lady's gone. She's getting cigarettes. And we're in the driveway, and I'm like, listen, fucker, you can't come back in the house right now. Look at you. You're dirty, you know? And so I get a hose out. I'm, I strip down, motherfucker. Get into your underwear. It's like and Pulp Fiction. And I'm hosing yeah. them down. So, so, so wait, the Randy Week from Summit Reptiles is on my deck. And I'm hosing them down, you know? My old lady's getting cigarettes. I'm like, come on, man, you're good. And he starts fucking swinging at me. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> He's taking pot shots at me, right? I said, smear. This is not going to work. I said, do that again. I'm going to fuck you up. Well, he did. And I did. <laughs> so, so I oh, punched geez. him in the face a couple times. I took him down on the ground. And I beat him in the face a little bit. And fucking Brandon Weeks on the deck. And he goes, he goes, dude. Fucking hit him again. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, fuck him. Hit him again. He fucked you. I said, yeah, fuck him. So I'm on top of the bang, 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 a couple more times. So now my old lady's driving down the driveway, right? He's, he's in his underwear. He's soaking fucking wet. And I'm shoving him in his car, telling him to go home. I said, I'm done with you. So I'm putting him in the car. My old lady pulls up, parks, and she goes, what are you doing? I said, smear's gone. He's out of here. And I'm shoving the car. She goes, no, he's not. She gets him out, pats him off, takes him in the house and shit. So we eat crabs, man. Seriously. Like, we go in the house after all this fucking confrontation, everything happened. We're eating crabs. We're, like, banging claws and shit. We're eating them, you know, being a smear. And I get up in the morning, man, and we got to go to, uh, what's his name down at Richmond? Uh no, no, uh, shit, it'll come to me. We got to drive down there together, right? Well, his head's all, dude, his, I dragged his head all around <laughs> on the asphalt and I dotted both his eyes out, shit, his nose was over here and we're riding down the road together and I felt fucking terrible. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. He goes, well, you know, I deserved it. <laughs> I'm not wow. sure. <laughs> Ian, we were going to Ian's, Ian's man. Yeah. Look, so we get to Ian's man, and Ian's like, "You motherfucker!" Like instantly, he sees fucking smear, and he goes, "He goes, I can't believe you did that to him." 
He goes through the room with me, and I beat you with a fucking tuba. I said, why don't you calm down? I said, you're making the situation worse than it already is. And we went out to dinner together and shit. <laughs> but Ian could shut. He goes, man, you fucking dick. And I was like, listen, man, don't beat me up, man. I'm already feeling bad enough. I just drove three hours down to Richmond with him. I don't feel good about what happened, you know? And then we went back to the house and look, everything was fine. And then I went to the expo in August, which was like three weeks later. He's still black eyes, man. Uh, and I go up to his table. I'm like, what's up, motherfucker? And he goes, dude, I told everybody that we wrecked on a four-wheeler. I said, you fucking liar. I, I started telling him, I said, no, I fucked your shit up. Oh, laughing. like, And we're still friends to this day, man. Like, Smear and I are fine, man. I love him. Amir is one of the nicest guys. I fucking hung out with him for years, but but that was fucking crazy, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know who the guy is. So. You don't know him here? No. Oh my god. Well, yeah. snakes at sunset. Yeah, he, he helped yeah. those guys out a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's very good at uh, at getting shops up and running and and. And, and kind of like lighting the fire and getting it going, that kind of thing. Very good. Again, I like all the people, right? Some some I fuck up, some I don't. You know, I might fuck Timmy up tonight. We get back to the room. He doesn't want to scratch my back. I'm going to fuck him up. <laughs> He's lucky to get the room. Yeah, right. All about the little spoon. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's just easier that way. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, man. Well, speaking of the room, we probably should get back there at some point soon. Yeah, we're at three and a half hours. Yeah, well, yeah. I see what you got. Phil's got to work in the morning. Yeah. I, I got to work in the morning. We all do. I don't. I don't. I don't have to work. Do shit tomorrow. Yeah, that's the way Get on his nerves. That's what I'm. That's my job tomorrow. <laughs> Get on Timmy's fucking nerves all day long. <laughs> oh, man, it's great. That's good. Well, hey, boys, is there any closing uh, comments or remarks or anything you guys want to do? Yeah. Well, I don't have any. I'm sorry for bringing them on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, my phone's blown up. It's, uh, oh, this is the best show ever. This is going to go down in history. You know. Let's. We're coming to your house, man. He's gonna he, he's gonna he's gonna fuck you up next. To your house, right? So we're at his house right now, but we are on the road to Florida. We're coming to your house. You got any kids? No, thank God. <laughs> you got an well, it's gonna be what's that? You got an old lady? We don't live together, not yet. So all right, we're coming there. You got hey. You got any titty bars by your house? Um, more than you can shake a stick. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty oh, sure there's plenty of them down there. In his yeah. <laughs> Jimmy dropped me off. <laughs> there you go, Phil. Looking forward to that, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll break out the IV. <laughs> Dialysis, right? Yeah, right. That's yeah. good. Like I said, okay, I leave this conversation with just love people, man. 
Yeah. I love you. I love him. I love him. Listen, man, people are where it's at, man. And and this connection with reptiles has brought a lot of people together. And I think that's the best thing about it. Absolutely. And I'll leave it with that. Hell yeah. But nobody loves you. So as I said, you're just No, washed. no, wait a minute. You're just washed up. Now that Dude, we I have all this stuff old on lady record, home that loves me. Now that we have all this on record, you can go back to your little cave and anonymity. Well, I was just going to say, uh, Timmy, you got to get him to make a friggin' Instagram and post all these old, awesome pictures. Well, now I, I'm just finding oh, out I about some, some of these just to begin with. Throwing Tarzan out the fucking window. Excellent. <laughs> we're talking about the old stuff. Listen. The one that you mind. told me you had, Kathy, and what's his name? We are all there when the first albinos were being yeah, born. Fucking Craig Brennan. Yeah, see, I gave you an authentic poster that you don't even have. You have thousands of these things. You don't have a single one. I don't. And I gave you the only one that's known to exist. He's got one. Man. You got it. I, no. Well I, well, I gave it to Debbie when she dropped you off. Shut up. Dude, you, you, you fucked up. Listen to me. You fucked up. You brought me. Look, you know who I am. You know how to fucking back brace. Listen, you invited me. Don't you, make me regret it. Like I said, this I'll on yourself. You like a misbehaving kid on a field trip. I will take you to an airport and send your ass right back. Is that what actually happens? Dude, you think you can get me in Dude, I'll flee. I'll run from you. Well, good. I'll get a cab. As long as you're not around me, I'm fine. I'll get a cab. Good. You can't shove me on a plane. It's kind of hard to do when you don't have any money. Oh, no wallet. Oh, tell them what you did at fucking Starbucks. Let's let's go into this shit. Hold on. So hold on, man. So so this dummy and I are pulling the Starbucks. Well, there's a little low fucking level thing. We got two pedal bikes on top of his fucking feet. <laughs> this dickhead hits it. My bike doesn't fall. His does. I look over to the side, man. I just see his bike flying Line off the, the roof, back. and I'm like laughing. And he's like, "That's not really funny." I said, "I think it's." Absolute classic. And my bike was still up there. My bike is still up there. His bike's in the hotel room. <laughs> you scare somebody to steal it. My bike Nobody is still on top of his CV. What is it? The fucking CVRX. Yeah, on the... That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh. That was earlier today. That was like three hours, four hours ago, whatever. Dude, we went in there, and all of a sudden, we hear this crunching noise, and I see his pedal bike fly off the top. <laughs> and I'm, I'm at Starbucks. I'm like, get the fuck. So, so immediately, I grab my phone. I'm like, oh, 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 I'm getting this shit. Dude, so I'm filming for like, I think I'm filming for like, I don't know, three or four minutes, and I realized I didn't hit the button again. It's it's not on. I'm like, fuck. Should I hit the button again? And then I'm like, come on, mother. And he's holding his pedal bike and shit. Crying like a bitch. Oh, and this is, hey, man, this is just the beginning of what the fuck is going to happen. You, know, Sam, you, got, a, you got a long, We're not even long week. God damn it. It's going to oh. be good. 
Well, we'll be back Thursday. Uh, not doing THP. We're doing a Corn Stars episode. Uh, nice. Jake, your ass on Thursday. Jake doesn't know that. And yet, we'll do but... another podcast at your house. <laughs> We're coming to your fucking house, man. Trust me. <laughs> We're doing seventy-five and ninety-five. So. We're going to seek you out. Make it happen. Rock and roll. And uh, for those of you who are curious, there is a brand new episode of Venom Exchange Radio with myself and the illustrious Mr. Nipper Reed. It's a nice Arizona so recap. It is a nice Arizona recap, so definitely check that it out. Made me well. jealous that I didn't that I didn't go. And you'll be on the next one, brother. I hope so. But yeah, so new episode of Venom Exchange Radio. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. This episode was brought to you by Puget Sound Pythons. I think Tim's a little scared now. He's looking like he's showing his scene. He's, he's a little nervous. Puget Sound Pythons and blackboxcages.com. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram. If you need a rack, you need a cage. They're the people you need to talk to. Thank you both. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Good time. Yeah, Hell of a show. Hell of a show. Absolutely. We will. I'll see you soon, man. That's a threat. That's a promise. Coming to your house. Send I'd, me your address. I'd give you his address, but I don't know what his like. I know where his we'll packages go, but I don't know where. His, <laughs> we'll, we'll make it happen, Captain. All right, everyone, have a good evening. Thank you. Bye.